Wow. You're doing that too. All right, now you're not in trouble. Dog, dog. <laughs> I was taking you serious up until you said no your phone. But bro, but bro, like, you need you need to do that these days, bro. You need to have like I think that's organization. Any any organization, like your organization, is based on the talent you have. Mm -hmm. All right, so what else are we leaving in 2023 when it comes to podcast conversations? Yo, we're leaving the conversation about... Hello and welcome to Us Over Everything podcast. This box will receive stories, tips, and tactics from entrepreneurs who have done it. I'm Alex. And I'm Oino Sinde. And we got the guy, IX Photography, the man that will shoot your shot. Shoot it. You know what I'm saying? The videographer extraordinaire. You know what I'm saying? Real estate, music videos, drone shots. He got it all. Podcasts. Podcasts. Music. Music. IX Photography. Isaac in the building. Isaac was popping, bro. I am blessed and highly favored. You got a wild card today. You know, chopping it up on, on the last part of the year. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? Ready, ready to get into it? Let's get into it, bro. You know, first thing to kick off to you, Al, is that uh, me and the Isaac Bob in the back, we had a debate. All right. Talk right? To so... You have two options here. All right. I can give you a hundred thousand okay. dollars liquid. Okay. Right now, wire to yourself to your account. Boom, you get it. Or you can flip a coin. And on one side of the coin, you can get ten million dollars. Mm -hmm. If you flip the other side of the coin, you get nothing. No hundred K, no zero dollars. The way you came in is the way you left. What are you doing? Hundred K easy. Why are you taking the hundred K? Because I'm not risking for 10 versus uh, flipping for 10 million. Either or, you're net positive if you have the 100K. So I'm not risking and having nothing when I could easily walk away with 100K. But, off all, all the but wouldn't, you, wouldn't you say you have a 50-50 chance of winning 10 million? Yeah. 50-50, bro. 10. You have a 100% chance of getting the 100K. The, it's very simple. The, so the what, would you, what would you do with that 100K? I would. Great question, Isaac. Great question. Um, what I do with ten million? I would. No, no, no. What would you do with a hundred k? I know. I'm, so the reason why I'm saying what I do with ten million is because it's basically the same thing. I pay off all my debts. It's not the same thing at all. Hundred k, hundred k, and ten million. And totally I, it will, I'll get to it in my point. But Likewise. tell me what you do with the hundred k. Yeah. No do? problem. Yeah. So first things first. I'm investing that hundred k. What I'm doing is paying off any debts that I have left and then I'm using that to buy a property in a good location that I know is a proper investment with my money. That's that's what I'm doing with my 100K. And then I'll probably reinvest that into my businesses. Simple and plain. And Owen, what would you do in that situation? Investment that's, stocks too. Go ahead. Uh, before I give my ETFs. So yeah. are we going to go around the horn and then yeah, yeah, yeah. depict each person's yeah, yeah, quite Okay. Yeah. Simply put, when I look at the magnitude of having $10 million and $100,000 right now, 100000 would take care of a lot of my problems. But the upside of having $10 million, that is life-changing generational money for me and my future family. 
I believe I can acquire $100,000 if I really wanted to. With my, it's very, you can acquire it liquid. It's not that hard to do. Uh, I've grossed it, but I've never held it liquid uh, at any point in my life so far. But $10 million, the degree of getting $10 million for anybody right now is extremely difficult. Mm-hmm. Very, very difficult. Unless you've been working, business, investments, everything hits, and you hold $10 million liquid. Even the guys who are millionaires, they don't have $10 million liquid. It's very rare. Like you're in rarefied air. So if I have the opportunity, I'm flipping that coin, a 50-50 chance to get $10 million, and I'll play it. What about you, Isaac? Yeah, Owen kind of switched his answer from our original combo, but I feel like that's all due to me. Um, oh, yeah? I'm going I'm to I'm a, I'm a play for it. I'm going to try to do the $10 million because at the end of the day, you walked into that room exactly with what you got right now. And if I get the chance to be a 10 millionaire, a 50% chance to be a 10 millionaire, I'm going a, I'm to a take those odds. I'm going to take those odds. Yeah. For sure. The thing is, before I say my reasoning, why did you choose $100,000? Because you're scared. No, I'm not scared. I'd rather go for the sure thing and better myself. I think if if I got a $100,000 investment, I could make mark, work my way up to $10 million. I think I believe I believe in myself like from that. 100k, 100k. I, I I think so. So let's say you pay the debts off. Mm-hmm. How much debt is that? Like a thousand, two thousand. Uh, let, let's say let's say all the debt could be 20k. So I have 90, around, you know, 80k left. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So 80k to to invest. Um, I look at property in a profitable area you know and invest there get get that get one property that i can have that will gross me income over the years and then the rest i'll invest in the business so here's the thing with that though and this is my this is my reasoning for not taking the 100k um simply to put it simply by so if you won 100k today december um, 2023, December 14, 2023. If you won that today, by next year, that whole 100K is gone. It's gone. And that is 100% fact. Because mm-hmm. if you're trying to invest, um, so invest into stocks or whatever it is, and also buy a house, and also um, invest back into your business, that entire money is gone. And then you've just put yourself in debt more debt than you started with because you're using that money to buy a home right and of course you can go and get somebody to rent your house and pay the mortgage all that good stuff but either way you're putting yourself in more debt than you started with that's the main reason why i wouldn't take that 100k because i know that 100k is not gonna really do anything 10 million now (laughs) bro if you get it if you get it, you but get either it, way, it's a 50-50 chance, bro. That's a very, very high chance. We we watch sports. If you shoot 50% from the field, you are Hall of God. <laughs> You're God with You're the basketball pretty much at that point. So 50% is a very, very high chance. And that's why I'm going to go for that 50 because that 10 million is more than life-changing. That's, yeah. that's generation generational changes exactly you know what i'm saying and not a lot of people care about generational wealth right now 
a lot of people have the mentality of like, yeah, it's a new thing that I've been hearing a lot. A lot of people are having the mentality of, bro, I made all this money. I'm sweating it all. Like mm -hmm. Shaq kind of has that same mentality. He talks about that a bit. Like he'll help where he got to help, but he's he will spend his money. He goes out there and he sees somebody in Food Basics. Yo, you, five bands right here. Yo, what, what are you buying right now? All right, I got you. Like he'll spend the money. He said, yo, his kids, that like this is my money. You got to go out and make your own. He tells his kids, it's like, oh, yeah, my, my, we're rich. It's like, you're not rich. You're not, I'm, I'm rich. rich. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, a lot of people are moving away from that generational wealth where it's like, everything I have is my kids. Like, no, I'm, I'm going to leave something for you so you're good, of course. Mm -hmm. yeah, but yeah, yeah. you got to go out and work hard. So, that $10 million is, that's different. So, I'm going to just roll it. If I if I leave with nothing, that's fine. I, I walked in there how I am. I'm going to be pissed. That I didn't take the hundred k, hundred percent. If I didn't win the ten, yeah. but if you flip that coin and you get that it's ten, 10 mil, mil? Yes. it's over. And bro, if you get the property though, the cash flow that you'll get from the property will never get to ten million. Never. That's true. Depending if like at a, at a down payment, and let's say if you get like an amortization of a twenty five year loan, right? It will yeah. never really gross. 10 million dollars for sure listen y'all ain't convincing me you're, you're stuck on the, you're stuck <laughs> I'm, on the 100k i'm, not changing. I'm stuck on uh, the 100 i'm, I'm standing i'm standing 10 tones down i'm sti standing sticking, on business i'm standing, standing on, on business. business you know what i'm saying 100 i'm sticking with that 100k and y'all can flip that coin and one uh, of y'all is gonna be hella mad like god damn it and i'll be out here like yo want to come to the crib <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> pull up <laughs> Let me, let me show you my property real quick. It, 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 this is where it gets <laughs> interesting, though. Is like if it, if the if you bump up the stakes to between five hundred thousand to a million, mm. that that little cushion right there, then I'm taking the money mm -hmm. because the five hundred thousand, like that is that is a good launching pad yeah. to start off with. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. right. So I'll take that for sure. Mm -hmm. But I think a hundred k, it's so insignificant compared to ten million that, like, I can. Just bust my ass all year, do overtime, just do Uber everything, and like get like a like a little basement, little you know cot, and just like stack up, mm -hmm. right? It's it's you can do it, but to get a five hundred k liquid that takes like a lot of saving, a lot of investing to hold that. To some people, average Canadian, that is halfway through retirement. That's how you get that through like working a lot, like you get your tsfa you get your pension and everything mm -hmm. you land in the five hundred thousand mm -hmm. plus your a spouse's other income you both retire with at least one and a half million dollars as you're getting 65 to 70 years old so i'm rolling my chances of taking the, the 10 million dollars y'all gonna be hella mad like god dang it and <coughs> like yo how's it looking good man that has no faith on. in the in the coin flip bro you know so so that that's kind of how I look at it, you know, keeping it, um, keeping it to myself, you know, versus risking it on, on the Jay Z dinner. I feel like it has this has the same kind of sentiment of the Jay Z dinner. You know, will you take five hundred thousand or I'm taking the five hundred thousand, bro. Dinner with Jay Z, one Jay Z, bro. He said to take the five hundred. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. He said all the keys are already in his albums, bro. Let's yeah. Go. Like take, go go take the take money, take some money, and go take the five hundred k, buy all his albums, and then you got the it'll keys. be good. That's right a fact. The knowledge is free in Listen, libraries too. We gotta leave. We gotta leave that conversation in 2023. Yes. 
Mm-hmm. All right, so what else are we leaving in 2023 when it comes to podcast conversations? Yo, we're leaving the conversation about high value. Like, I'm sick and tired of discussing what is a high value man. Mm. I think us dudes, like, we got to... Or women. Like, what is a high value guy? You know, RIP to... Uh, to uh to, to kevin samuels you know who put this the god the pot is it the godfather he's the godfather, no, he's the godfather. Yeah. podfather's joe budden but uh this idea of the high value man it really permeated culture right it made guys feel like yo i'm high value six figures uh all these different parameters he had for you to be a high value guy so now guys they think as soon as they hit these parameters that kevin said that they're high value Right, but high value is like very subjective. Like morally, you could be high value. Uh, financially, you could be high value. It depends who's looking at you to de- determine who's high value. But it just became like a negative thing, right? It just determined, oh yeah, he's a high value guy. He's a high value woman, and it just became very toxic. So I want to leave that behind. What's your idea? I want to leave the sassy man talks in 2023. Sassy man era. And to go along with that. The men who pander to women mm. because, like, not the men who pander in trying to keep the male audience, like, r- like keep the level of respect to women. Not mm-hmm. those guys. The guys who pander to women simply to get women. Mm. To get girls. Like, don't, bro, when you're, when you're with the man then, the way you talk, the way you move. Is nothing like when you get behind that mic. You want to defend everything that the girls do and all that. But yeah. when you're with the man, you're talking reckless. You're talking reckless, hoes, everything, whatever it is. You're Bro. doing all of that. But on, on the pod, you want to say, oh, this, that, woman, this. No, let's leave that behind. And also with the sassy man stuff, the reason why it annoys me is because a lot of the time they call men sassy. It's like, bro, I partake in some of these things too. And I, I'm not sassy. You remember, you know, the uh, 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 Parag on uh, TikTok, you know, he's the one who started the sassy man, the sassy Indian guy. It's the way you act. Exactly. It's the way you act. He's like, hey, I might like your story, yo, but you know what? It's just because of the way you act. The way you act, right? So you start this whole. My, congrats to you, bro. Like, you deserve all this success. You know, the guy got brand deals now with Bumble. Yep. Uh, he's on CP24. He's doing a lot of big things, you know what big I'm saying? Moves. So, big up sassy. to Parag, bro. Leave that sassy stuff in 2020. But sassy man, bro, a lot of guys now like being chased. But, yo, honestly, and this is before this whole culture of, like, this, of the conversation around how men really mm-hmm. feel about their relationship with women. Because before, it would just be men are dogs. Men get a lot of women or men chase women. Like, it was only a few conversations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now that people are diving deeper into how men really feel, like, before this, I've always felt like I loved when a woman approached me. I loved it because it, it gave me the opportunity to know I can put in work now. It's not a guessing game. I know. You've showed me enough You know you can invest. That I know I can do the things that Word, you bro. would like me to do as well. Because, again, nowadays, and not to take this into a dark place, but nowadays, all the sexual assault and all that stuff that's going on, it's all from things that happened in the past. It's very rare that women are coming out right away. Like, the yesterday, this happened to me. It's like 10 years later. So it's like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to be the person that made a mistake back in the day, not knowing that this girl wasn't comfortable with me talking to her, or touching her, or kissing her. And 10 years later, it's like, 
she, you know, she didn't feel right about it. I heard a conversation about, um, I think they're having on the JBP actually, and they're talking about like how there could be two, situ- like there could be the one situation, but both people leave with a different thought in their head. And they're talking about the Jamie Foxx situation where the girl comes out and says like, you know, he did this and that to me and I wasn't comfortable with it. And I think that situation could be facts and it mm-hmm. could be a situation where it's like Jamie was completely fine with what happened. He thought he had a good night. But when the girl left and went home, she thought like, you know what? I don't know if I was really comfortable with that. Word. And that's that's correct on her. Yeah. So I don't want to fall in that position where it's like I do something to somebody and they feel a way later because it wasn't consent. It wasn't reciprocated energy and I had no idea. Mm-hmm. So with that whole like woman chasing, I love that. Chase me. Tell me that you want me. Tell me I'm so handsome. That, yeah, so that I know, okay, boom. All right, now I'm gonna put in I'm gonna put in my work. I'm gonna spit the game. I'm gonna do whatever I have to do. Exactly. Know? Yeah. Like chase you, chase you as in like past initial for me personally, once you get past the initial greeting, that's when I'm like, all right, let me take over. Mm-hmm. But like the chase you like aggressively, that's no no no, what, not aggressive. Just Tell me. Okay. Give me the consent or the signal to, to, to pursue to, you. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Right. I, I rock with that. Yo, I agree. I, and we'll we'll come off of this. But I was playing. It was my boy's birthday the other day. Yeah. He brought out this game called Convo and Chill. Oh, I love that. I right? have that in the and chambers. Yeah. Same, that game same. That's like, um, when it comes to like your first kiss with somebody, do you ask or do you just feel the vibes? Mm-hmm. And we're at a table where it's literally probably six men and like 11 women. What a ratio. Every, yeah, great ratio. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's, everyone except for me was like, feel the vibe. And I'm like, bro, in 2023, there's no feeling vibes. I am not leaning over for no kiss nowhere. I'm asking. And honestly, before this whole thing with the sexual assault, the whole Me Too movement, I always asked, always and it was never awkward. But bro, how how are you gonna ask? Like, because I think it ruins the element of uh surprise, right? Because bro, in a romantic setting, like bro, I surprises I, I, aren't allowed. I hear you, but there are moments where you're with your girl or the girl that you're with for that time that you're together, and all the signs, if you could think of all the signs of the signs of the world, mm-hmm. are right there. Yes. And on a conviction conviction scale of a one to ten, with ten being like I am certain Mm -hmm. that she wants me to kiss her. Mm -hmm. It's like a duh thing. It's like, I am doing it. It's not a duh thing no more. She's looking at your mouth. She's looking at your eyes. She's kind of like tilted her body. She's like showcasing her neck and she's flipping her, leaning more. That's like an ideal situation. But there's also situations where like you're saying bye and like you could easily grab her and go for a kiss when yeah. she might not be there too. There's a lot of situations where it's not as ideal that a kiss is warranted at that Guys, moment. It happens you know? in the movies all the time where they go, the guy drops her to the door and there's always that moment where it's like, oh, should I kiss her? And then he'll walk away and then he'll look back and the girl's like looking at him and then he'll run back and kiss her. And it's like, oh. It's like a Hallmark, like a Hallmark, Hallmark, Hallmark movie, bro. Bro, even the even in those movies, the guy isn't sure. Mm. He doesn't know. Oh, is this the right move? I could mess it up if I pull this kiss right now. Yeah, that's why it's like, yeah, if you're in the whip and the girl's showing you all the signs, it's like, can I kiss you? So you ask. I've always asked, bro. You know, you gotta be like Hitch. Always. You gotta be like Hitch. You know how he taught Albert Brenneman? Like you gotta like go like ninety and just hold. 
right? And then she's going to come, right? Yeah. So that is a way of consent you because she, you hope that she's gonna you come. hope she connects. But even though you did that, that in itself is like hot in their eyes because you're actually acting on your masculine frame. You know, yeah. That's all great and dandy. In but 2020, in 2023, 10 years, 10 years from now, Doug, IX, IX blows up, right? Yeah, IX blows up. And that one you, girl that you, I didn't ask. You got the 10 mil now. She might have felt uncomfortable. Yeah. Bro, it's a real thing. And it's like, Bless. I think these girls aren't wrong. Like, I guess in these days, it's like they're not wrong for coming back 10 years later because mm -hmm. that's how they felt. But it's like, I don't want to be on the other end of that. Because I could have been genuine and maybe I really liked this girl. Maybe I was really into her. And I went in for the move. And because it could be a thing where because I went in for the move, she just accepted it. Doesn't mean she's okay with it. That's why you ask, hey, can I kiss you? Yes. All right. Let me take out my phone. Let me record you say yes. Yes. Oh, you, you're doing can that too? You? All right. Now you're not in showing. No, no. <laughs> I was taking you serious <laughs> up until you said, no. take out your phone. Well, bro, but bro, bro my, you, right, you, need, you need to do that these days, bro. You need to have like, nowadays you got to take out your phone, record them. You even got to record the conversation on the low. You got to have the thing rolling and like record the conversation. Bro, you need evidence. Yeah. Stop it right no, now. None of y'all is doing feds, that. Feds are always like, watching. If you're a celebrity feds are watching. And, and you're getting a girl to come back home, you might have a sign an NDA with the video so you're, everything's all cool. My but in the heat of the moment, no, ain't nobody taking out their phone and recording saying, hey, can I kiss you? Bro, yeah. kiss, your kiss your guy, superstar uh, podcast men, career goodbye. Men in 2024, <laughs> take your phone out and record. Ask them, can I kiss you on camera? Can I kiss you? Yes or no? Boom! You have it on camera. You're set. You're good. Yeah, it, bro. It's a it's a dangerous game to play, and you don't want to get caught up in feelings and a mood. So it's like, oh, let me do this. But she feels awkward. That's a real thing. These women, they're too scared. Like sometimes they're too scared to speak up and say, listen, I don't want to do this right now. They might feel like that pressure to even do it. You know mm. what I'm saying? Because you guys are in the car. It's late nights. Like, this is clearly what we both came here for. Word. But she could have a change of mind. She could have a change of heart. And she's too scared to say it. So rather than saying it, she's just going to kiss you or do whatever with you to just ease the moment. And then when she goes inside, she's crying. She's sad. Like, that's a real thing. I'm trying to avoid that at all costs. But I have a girl, so I'm good. But so we, I'm so, avoiding that at all costs. So we're leaving that back we're in. Leaving, we're leaving. Bro, can, 2024 on consent. Everything, bro. Consent, everything. Consent and recording is, is crazy. I I've, I've, I've asked for kisses and stuff. You know, I've, I've asked for kisses, but, but you know, when you ask for a kiss, kiss, it could be beta. The alphas kiss, bro. Beta, yeah, yeah. beta milk. But but not nah, you know when I've asked for it, it didn't come off as weird. You know what I'm saying? It didn't like That's pause. What I'm it didn't pause the energy. It's not but, weird. But taking out the phone is definitely nah, weird. Taking energy. out the phone is extra. It's extra. Yes, you are. I'm putting sauce I, on I appreciate it. it. You're, you're potting. You're potting. You're potting. He's bringing out the theatrics. You know what I'm saying? For sure, for sure. And we have a whole menu that we're going to get to. All right, let's get into it, huh? You ready? I'm ready. Let's go. All right, so let's talk about the top moments of the year. For the show? For the show. All right, so for the show, I want to talk to y'all about the most streamed episode so far. Which y'all think is the most streamed episode of this year? On audio, overall. If you were to take a guess. I think the most streamed episode on audio might be the... I haven't checked uh, recently, but of like all time. But I'd say maybe Shay, Finance for the Culture. Okay, that was a great episode. Shout out to Shay. Shout out to Shay. Yeah. That was a good episode. What about you guys? What do you think? On audio? On audio only. Audio only? I'm going to guess Matt Barnes. 
Incorrect. The most streamed audio episode was Tokes. Shout out Tokes, Ayinle. Ayinla. Oh, my sheesh. Ayinla. My apologies, Tokes. You know, um, yeah, her episode got the most streams. Her, her audience came through, you know, and um, I was surprised. That was like the most engaged episode where we talked about how she got back from being in 30K worth of debt. So I'm, I'm shocked. That's I'm right. shocked, but I'm not shocked. The black women always tend to yo, hive behind listen, each other. Black like, women, are, like yo. yo, if you look at the way Rennie's blowing up, bro. Yes. Like black women just get behind any black girl improperly. Not any black girl. When 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 they choose the black girl mm-hmm. and and get information, it's a force. It's, it's a, a force. force. Yeah. It's a like force. anything they do cannot be wrong. I wish black men did that. Honestly, we, we do do that, but I, I just think we don't. Uh, we don't do it. No, bro. I think Not we do. All. Not at all. So if, if if one man is on, we don't get behind that. Well, first of all, the one man that's on barely ever reaches back to put other people on. That's the first problem. Mm. Second problem: when people get on and you're not really there yet, the hater, threat. the haterade mm. starts flowing through your blood. So it's hard for you to actually like say, you know what? Give that person that respect and say, ah, uh, you know what? They're doing their thing. Like they're on point. I'm gonna support them because you're, especially if they're in the same field as you. You're not. You're down here. This person's up here. I'm. I'm hating. You're hating. Yeah. <laughs> I'm you know, hating. You know what it but is it's too? competitive though. Is that like I feel like a lot of guys won't trust the guys. You know, mm. like like they'll watch their stuff, <clears throat> support them, but they won't trust them to like follow them to different platforms and really like buy whatever they're selling. Like a lot of guys. <laughs> this is a weird example, but um, what's the guy that talks like, yo, you know, fam. Today, Bucks be balling. Bucks be balling. Shout yes. To Bucks. Shout, Shout out to Bucks. Bucks. A lot of guys love Bucks. Yeah. Like in real life, people support Bucks. But if, when he has an ad, people aren't going to buy it as as frequently. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. People aren't streaming his music as much as they could, even though he has a big following for Toronto artists. You know? Um, so it's like, that's a, a off-center example. But it is an example of when someone is getting notoriety, they're not getting as much. Even support. like Pressa, like Pressa has some a lot of notoriety in the city, but in terms of like a male following, way it's not more a, haters. Way more haters, yeah. you know. So, so what are they hating? I don't know. I if feel he's like hating that he's doing something that they failed to do. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if you think about it, the people that are gonna go out and comment and actually show their hate in public, those are gonna be people that consume that type of content. And if you consume a lot of that type of content, there's a high chance that you probably had an interest in being a part of that field or in that community in some way, sort or form, whether it's being an actual musician or an A&R or a studio manager or a producer, whatever it is, it's a high possibility that you probably wanted to play some type of role in music. So, so for example, it'd be like a lot of record label owners used to want to be a rapper before mm-hmm. but it's like i'm shit at rapping let me just go sign some artists like qc and p like he did a he just went on Lil yachty's podcast and they were talking about it and like p has songs like pretty sure i think they said he has a track with gucci mm-hmm. that obviously never came out but he was pursuing music at one time and he realized this is not it let me go and be uh more uh behind the scenes and that type of stuff so i think when it comes to haters it's a lot of people that we're trying to be in the field and they consume a lot of that content. And yeah, those are the people that they're are not producers. They're, they're not consumers. They can't do nothing. They, can't do nothing. they don't have the talent. So they don't have the skill. Same thing as sports. What do athletes say all the time? The sports commentators 
are people who they failed wish at the sport. The analytic, they get into analytics. Yeah. They try to control the game, mm-hmm. you know, with like math and numbers. I'm like, okay, bro, there is math and numbers, but there's skill, Facts. which you need to perform. Exactly. So yeah, most definitely. All right, so that was the top podcast streamed streamed exact top audio go podcast watch that episode, y'all. Fire episode. Yeah, yeah shout out to toast let's put a little sample of that episode in right here <laughs> in the one year that i worked with them prior to that uh, my highest hourly rate as a consultant was around 180 dollars an hour and in that one year i've now been able to one exit to about a thousand an hour so what? strategy yeah exit, i mean 10x it moving right along top video podcast which one do you think that one was? Well, Top, we all know that one. From from a metric standpoint? From a metric standpoint. Or uh or, or, or impact standpoint? Which one do you think was the best video pod? I'm gonna say like, Matt Barnes again. Matt Barnes, like the thing is I think uh as it let me ask you you answer this before I do. Yeah. Are you gonna say something? You said Matt oh, Barnes. I say Matt Barnes? Okay. Yeah, I said Matt Barnes. So the most the most metric podcast streamed on youtube is definitely zubin with mm-hmm. the Turo episode mm-hmm. i think uh impact wise in terms of like shock value certainly matt barnes mm-hmm. you know he definitely brought it i think for me the artistry behind just like the way the podcast looks the way it was uh the conversation and the just a good banter i definitely gotta say mark soren yeah mark soren i actually watched that video i watched the entire episode last night just just for fun, I was in bed. I was just like, let me study this episode. And uh, the aesthetic of the show from like the couch to to you and the conversation towards like maybe like the 40th minute and onwards, it was good stuff. Mm. And I was like, man, if we recreate this again and again, some yeah. way, somehow, this is this, this right here, this, that piece of real estate and that audio and the video visual visually the the leather couch the lighting was different i think the lighting out of every episode that was elite lighting maybe it's because of his store and everything and the way he hit the background but that podcast bro was sick yeah, that was it. it was a sick show i didn't know it only has like 472 views right now but that was a sick show mm-hmm. in my opinion i know zubin got the, the numbers and i'm so happy for that but I'm like this storyline from viewing the entire store mm-hmm. to the idea about sagging and uh, counterculture and yeah. me on the side of universally, every man knows that sagging is bad, mm-hmm. right? And also Mark knowing that, but you're like talking about, oh, it's counterculture, it's counterculture. Like if he's in the hood, sagging is okay. But I'm like, yo. I know he's okay, but not everyone in the hood agrees that sagging is good. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So the dynamic of the conversation, the lighting, the space, the way we're seated to, mint. No, I think that was a good episode. I think the debate element of it made it a really good conversation because we were exploring something as men that doesn't really get talked about too often. Yeah. You know, so I think it was a great conversation. And yeah, I think it was a good educational experience too yeah you what's know, yours man? bro i'm just gonna pour up the nuri man yeah with the age gap Shout out to sellers. yeah like where he's coming from yeah, yeah. what your point was in yeah. that conversation yeah it's great for debate yeah speaking from a younger person who is has only lived up to this of their life mm-hmm. and then you're talking to somebody else who's lived 
way past us, but also is in the field of fashion and how men are supposed to look, quote unquote. Mm, so, quote unquote. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. There was a there was a, mo- a layer deeper where it it gets to the concept of what value is, you know? Yeah. And we didn't get to get that deep. Yeah, yeah. Because thank you, sir. Appreciate could, you. If we had another hour, yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's let's let's, yeah, yeah. let's get there. Let's get there. Let's get there. Okay, yeah. You know. Okay. Um. Yeah. If you had another hour to really like get into like the crux of the situation, it been a and, real debate. Yeah. Because we could have had that. I think if you guys approached it from that stance, which obviously you didn't know before. Yeah. Because you guys had a goal and what you want to speak about. Of course, the Kawhi thing, whatever it is, right? But if we knew before that you could approach it from that stance mm-hmm. it could that podcast could have been even better than it already was because mm-hmm. then we could have went into that knowing okay this is a generational gap let's focus the conversation On around the generational that generational divide. gap <coughs> what you see and what we do and what we see compared like for sure yeah and, and it's interesting because i think generally you approach well not you but, but you know just when you anchor the conversation we always go with like the format of story, get the background and everything like that. But when you really think back at it and you see, does this format really work in terms of like enticing the viewer and everything? Well, like what shock, what's shock value for this episode, mm. right? So for Shay, shock value right away might be the $200 dates, right? Should men pay first? Should if you, whoever asked the date out, da, 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 da. Uh, Monday girl, talking about community and networking, is it okay to swerve at a networking event and how to do it? Mm. Adds a lot of different, adds a, adds a different dynamic mm-hmm. to the conversation. Then you get to the story at the end and say, how did you guys meet? Mm. Right? So now I'm invested to see how you're thinking, how you're viewing this, how you view it within your own business. And then, okay, let me learn about what got you into this. So I think... Mm, I love that. The artistry of interviewing now is finding ways to bring the shock into something not really blasphemous that you know the way i would personally do it like try to get canceled or whatever mm-hmm. um and maybe like that's just like learning but things like that polarizing conversations within any industry that could actually uh get everybody riled up at some level to have like a stimulated conversation i like that mm-hmm. i like that not just sticking to like what did you do like yeah. how did you start this yeah that's great but let's have a polarizing conversation first to have the viewer and the fan interested. And then once they're interested in you because they maybe like your perspective or disagree with your perspective. Okay, now let's talk about how you got into your business. I think that's a great, great way to approach conversation. And you know, I actually, I, I when I was podcasting with Chanelli yesterday, mm-hmm. I learned that. Because mm-hmm. I, was, I was talking to him like, man, how can I get Chanelli going? Because we're doing a year in review wrap. I'm like, okay, 2023, 2024. And I realized the thing to get Chanelli going is, of course, if you talk to him about himself, but if you get deeper into the things that he disagrees with in terms of, for example, like this, he was like, it's okay to be imperfectly perfect, right? So, yes, I agree it's okay to be imperfectly perfect, but what about the guy who's like balding, 5'7", five, 5'6", five, chubby, stout? What about him is perfect? He can't do anything about that. So it got us really going and it really challenged him to think about his whole idea of imperfectly perfect. And we ended up having a good conversation from minute eight all, all the way to mid 30. So, you know, when, when Isaac was saying like, yo, we had great pause yesterday because I, I picked up on that and I'm like, let's dial in on that in the first 10 minutes. Mm. 
No, that's dope. Another thing we, we picked up on is proof in the first few minutes too. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. with the Zubin, we had the scene where we shot all his cars. With Mark, we had the scene where we shot his store. Mm-hmm. So that showed the proof first mm-hmm. and then got into conversation. And and that like really made the audience get entrenched into the experience of the content before we had the whole show. You know, so I think that's going to be a big change that, we, that we'll be implementing into 2024. 100%. So audience, please, you know, be ready for that one. Yeah, just more proving that these people are who they are. Who they are. Mm-hmm. Showing it for real. Like, it is a visual experience at the same time, too. Mm-hmm. As much as people just listen to podcasts, it's like, it's a visual thing, too. And you guys are talking to CEOs, like, like real life CEOs, owners of these companies. And, like, we should be showing the people what these people are really doing like yeah. randy rodney pod like to me that's beautiful we did a whole walkthrough we see the entire space then we get to see okay who is the person behind the space like that's definitely the way 2024 should look in terms of like this podcast yeah it's like you agree with them but let's talk about the reasons why people don't agree with uh, or maybe it's not popular to think like this mm-hmm. i give an example like eva wang ceo of borowell She's so passionate about women in leadership. So now just as like doing, let's review the tape and like we're looking back at the plays and the past matches, that episode could have begun like, why don't people trust more women in leadership? She would have gotten riled up on that. Mm. She'd be like, yeah, like, I don't know why. It's so hard for women, right? So that first 10 minutes, it's heated Mm -hmm. in a natural, calm way. She actually brings, she's like, okay, screw my media training. I'm actually talking about X, Y, Z. And then we get into the whole Eva Wong story. But you know what? I think just to look into it a little bit deeper, I think the best, the best thing about this, just this conversation that we're having right now is the fact that if you guys didn't shoot, like what episode are you guys at now? 183. Yeah, 183. This this is episode 183. It's 184. 184. 184. So if you guys didn't shoot all 183 episodes of this podcast, I think that you wouldn't even get to the point of understanding, you know what? Maybe this is a way that we can make conversation better. Mm -hmm. You guys have created the experience around what you guys are doing. And because you have the experience, you can look at it and say, you know what? I can move into this and do it better. The thing is, is that people every day have a passion. They have um, a goal in mind that they want to do but they never get up and actually do it. The thing is, is that you guys took the step, took the leap of faith to create this podcast. And now 183 episodes in, you guys are at a thousand subscribers. So shout out to y'all for that. Shout out big and time. also it's like, you can, you have enough content and you've done it enough times to understand how to make it better. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's an amazing achievement in itself. 100%. Just for you guys to be able to get to that point. Mm-hmm. Like you guys know me. I'm a proponent of chase your dreams, follow your passion. You know what I'm saying? And like you guys have really done that. So this conversation in itself, it's inspiring to me because you're you're doing a this is a year in review, but people don't even have a year worth of things to review. So a year worth of catalog. This, bro, this is an achievement for real. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. to be able to look back at this podcast, this podcast, this podcast and say, oh, we could have did this better. We could have did this better. Next year, we're going to do this. Like that's amazing in itself, man. Man. Hey. Toast to that, yeah. That's the key oh, right there. 
Shout out to Narai. Shout out to Narai. Shout out to Steve and Sharon. Shout out to Steve Byfield. Byfield. And, and honestly, that's a, that's a, something to toast to as well. This is, Steve has been our year long sponsor. Mm-hmm. You know, he first first advertiser to really re up with he us. He believed, you know, and believe in us. Shout we, out to Steve. We Shout came a long Narai. way from being in. Uh, in his winery, sweating buckets. Bro, Isaac, oh if you watch this episode, <laughs> so you see Alex right there, like the sun is blasting on his forehead. Like the Chanelli episode when we were in his backyard? Worse. Yeah, like, Worse so you know how I was, I was, I was yeah. legit picking up sweat from my forehead and I was flickering it off the yeah. thing. Yeah. I, this guy, I think he wore it like a black shirt. Yeah, the Black Hustle of Everything Black merch. Hustle of Everything Shout shirt. And, shop. and then like we're chatting with Steve and everything and I'm like, why isn't Alex talking? Yeah, <laughs> right? He's 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 <laughs> dying of heat exhaustion. That's what he's doing. I am dying, bro. <laughs> so I'm trying to have a conversation with Steve. And I'm like, oh, don't you want to don't you want to get in here? Like, do you want to want to ask a question? So 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 when Alex is stumped, he's like, so tell me about. And as he's and he's doing this, I I can see his gears are turning. Like, what is he gonna ask? And I'm, that's when I know I'm like, okay, I think he kind of clocked out a little bit because yeah, yeah. he was thinking about something how else. How hot he was! How how hot he was. Yo, you know, I, I was thinking, yo, sweat was dripping down my back and it was <laughs> touching my butt crack. <laughs> it was crazy. It was so hot that day. Bro, boxes are it drenched. Was insane. It was, and yeah, you wore pants too. I wore pants because you don't wear shorts. Yeah, I don't wear shorts now. Nah, you know, I got chicken legs. You know, especially you now with, with, with this. Uh, now you know what it is. I have like naturally tight calves. Like, like you got you got Asian calves. I got Asian calves. Wow. I got like yeah, I got Asian calves, bro. So how don't you, you know? have hops, bro? I do have hops. What's your vertical? I don't. I can touch rim for someone that's five ten. Like I can pretty much dunk. You know, pretty much. Or, or can I, I you? Can dunk? Dunk, I, I can dunk a tennis ball. I can dunk a volleyball. I don't dunk but a you can't cock the wrist back and like and and put the and nah, put the I can, Sometimes I can squeeze. I can you can squeeze. I can squeeze. But like when when I was good, I could squeeze a little. It's a little something. You know, you know those guys who do hard layups to look like dunks. They like they go they go hard and then they they just lay it up the and then they just like grab the rim really hard. It makes them look like they're just crammed. Mm. They just punched on you. I'm like you didn't punch. You didn't punch, bro. Nah, nah, nah. But yeah. Um, what yeah. was your what was your? Uh, you, I mean, Isaac and I gave our views. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I said Matt Barnes and uh, Mark Soren. He said Matt Barnes and etc. Yeah. Uh, what was yours? My top moment? Top, top video. My top video. Or what you thought the top video was. What you be. thought what the top video is. Because the metrics is the metrics. Metrics is the metrics. Zubin Batnagar takes that. You know what? I'm going to give it to Isaac. I'm going to say the Invest Durham um, that we just did. I was actually really proud of that. I showed up, I paid it to my mom. like, mom, look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. You know what I'm saying? So Isaac put his sauce on. Bro, the, the, the panning, the, the panning yo, on the, the panning? intro. Word. That was elite. Word. Even my boy Diego hit me up on because I shared that on story. He's like, bro, I'm so proud to see how the progression of the production has been evolving uh, from from the start. And I was like, yeah. big yeah. things. No, with me, bro, whenever and like the same thing happened with Mark. Because we did something like that with Mark Soren too, no? We did like a little intro. We did right? a little intro, yeah. We were like yeah, looking yeah, at his yeah. uh change room and stuff. Yeah, like whenever we go into that type of situation, I'm automatically inspired to just like do your best work. Not even necessarily my best. I always try to put my best foot forward, but the inspiration comes to just add something in. You know what I'm saying? Like when we were doing the Randy Rodney pod, like I'm looking and I'm just like, I'm looking back and like, 
I can do a little pan here. Like I can put some sauce on. This doesn't have Listen. to just be a tripod yeah. shot. Like, let me put some sauce on this. You know what I'm saying? And like, I just felt the vibe and the place looks so good. Like, although it wasn't completely finished, like the place is just done the, so well. Yeah. So Shariga like did her thing. We're, we're in that situation. We just got to take advantage of it and just do the best we possibly can. hundred percent. Up that level of, um production because even if one person notices it for me that's all it takes just one just one person to say yo i see the difference Mm -hmm. that's all it that's all that matters Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah and that that type of comment gets you gassed yeah yeah, like i still think about when every time i see diego like his little circle and stories i think about bro this guy legit had the presence of mind to actually reach out and not just react with a fire emoji but what a thoughtful comment. Like, hey, I'm happy to see the level of production that has yeah. evolved yeah. of the of the podcast. Mm-hmm. That is a testament of artistry. Most yeah. definitely. And to, on that point, shout out Ali, man. Yo, shout out to Ali. Editor Ali. Abderaouf, maybe. Abderaouf. Yo, he be going crazy on the clips, you know. Um, and one of the top moments we got to talk about. Charles, Charles, Kirkendall, Kirkendall. You know what I'm saying? So it's Kirkendall, not Kirkendall. No, no, it's Kirkendall. Bro, that's an African name, bro. Very African name. How's this guy American? He's African American. (laughs) No, no, no. But like, how's he U.S. American, dog? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) shout out Charles, man. But yo, yo, but this, how's this guy not African? He is African. (laughs) <laughs> look at him! Look at him! Look at him! Judging, judge his ass. <laughs> look at him! He caught his ass right in the moment. Africans do, huh? <laughs> yeah. But you know, he's not. He's not. The Africans in 2023. Where? Where? Africans took over 2023. What? I see it. I see it. The pride. Ex- in, in being African, yes, yeah. I see of course, flowing out of you right now, like yeah, it's okay, of course, bro. Yeah. Okay. He's, 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 no, he's African, and and he's he's just born in America. You know okay, what but so his, that's what I meant, bro. How's like what's his background? That's what that, that's we didn't, information. We didn't get there. We didn't get, we didn't but he's African, though. He's African. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, sick. Yeah. Kirkendall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's what you say. His last your, name. What was your point with him? Um, oh, Ali. Ali. So, so yeah, yeah. So back, back to that. <laughs> you know, um, Kirkendall. The way, on a whim, he caught that story and shaped it for social was a level. Oh, Bro. so you're talking about the the, the couple's story. Exactly. Yeah, so, that was tra- so you guys didn't tell him to cut that. He just I didn't cut tell it. him. He cut it. Exactly. See, that's you know I always be talking about the editors. That's he's a sniper. I love that. He's a sniper. He's a he's a first rounder. Actually, Listen. watched the content. A lot of these editors out here, they don't watch the content. Mm-hmm. They don't watch it full out in full yep. they don't go to see what's the best moments what was a moment that would be great for a clip mm-hmm. a lot of them don't do it i have the experience because i'm an editor and i've dealt with these bum bums <laughs> bum, bro bare minimum editors bare minimum boys clock in clock out clock yeah. in clock out let me just get this video done like it's the worst and him I, now that you told me that I love that, bro. You even saw Cynthia's intro video. I showed you Cynthia's intro mm. video, and you're like, "Yo, that's a triple double video." You know, what I'm see saying? the thing with Ali, bro. He has he he sniper sniper triple double. He's a Jokic of editing. You mm. know what I'm saying? You, you can't teach that. You can't teach. You can't teach that. You can't tell him to put the the sweating emoji, the sweating meme sweating. on top of you can't the 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 
explanation I'm having at that moment. You can't teach that. You can't teach that, bro. You know, so, and honestly, that really was a big lesson to me on patience. Because we were going back and forth, and I'm like, yo, I am struggling with these editors. Going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, getting ghosted from editor to editor. Um, People creating bum-ass clips. That, bro, finding that editor took a minute, like four or five months. To find that one editor, I'm going through the same thing right now. I'm going through the same thing, man. Yeah, it's it's a it's a challenge, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, And finding the editors that actually take that time makes a big difference, man. So um, that's a big lesson as an entrepreneur, you know, having that patience to find the right person versus versus this. All right, let's just let's just hire, bro. And I think that's organization. Any any organization, like your organization, is based on the talent you have. Yep. Yep. How many all stars are are fielding the court for you? Yeah. You Yo, did you hear about the LinkedIn story? Which one? So the founding story, or like it's like a recent one that happened. So a recent one, the the, the founder of LinkedIn had an interview. Reed Hoffman. Reed Hoffman. Yeah. And he had um, a a testimony where he was talking about how Facebook was valued at X billion, and he was valued at Y billion, which was a lot lower. And he was like, "Yo, our products are similar. Matter of fact, mine is." valued more because i'm targeting b2b companies mm-hmm. what's happening but what he did is that mm-hmm. he hired people quickly out of paris and people in paris they ain't working like people in america are mm-hmm. they're like all right my lunch break is at 12 and i'll see you at two you know what i'm saying or whatever their their system is which is not anywhere close to the american hustle mm-hmm. so when mark zuckerberg was iterating that company was clicking while LinkedIn was taking small strides to grow. And that's why you're seeing such dramatic changes. If you think about how much times that's Facebook has so changed, mm-hmm. um, how much times LinkedIn has changed, it's like night and day mm-hmm. because the people in that company are operating at a slower pace mm-hmm. than the people are. So did uh, they change the people in the company to get that pace up? Because so, I think so, in the last year or so, LinkedIn has popped off way LinkedIn is addictive more. now. LinkedIn is addictive now. Yeah. And what he was saying is that um, what had happened is because he had people from Paris, they started creating a culture within the company. So even though they were gone, the culture had remained the same. Mm-hmm. So even though um, the, the people had left and the breaks and the amount of pace that they were working at yeah. had already been established. So, seeped into the culture exactly so so now it was hard to change because it's already been established mm. yeah you know so Damn. that was very interesting that was a big learning lesson on, on my end mm-hmm. you know that's a fire one mm-hmm. so i like the best gms always recruit the best like you gotta go to like the crooks of the yugoslavia gyms to find talent bro mm-hmm. so how do you find those editors there should be like a oh. combine for editors right i think even that still wouldn't work because then they would jack exactly mm. it's like i'm i'm having the absolute worst time finding skilled photographers videographers and editors like we've experienced it before mm-hmm. where i've sent someone in to cover for me yeah and, and you know the thing is chanelli's still bringing that up bro chanelli's still bringing it up that's the worst <laughs> possible thing and you know what sucks too the oh original conversation that we had, it from what you told me, it didn't seem that bad. It didn't seem that bad from the original conversation. Yeah. No, no, the way no. you talked about it, it was the like, yeah, yeah, it was like, right. He was okay. He yeah. was good. Like, he was. And then, Chin- bro, to find out the man, bro, 
Listen, you know that you the bees today. You know the thing is, listen. So it's a year. It's a year in review. Yes, yeah, so it's a wrap. I, I was out one day. I had to. I couldn't cover. I couldn't do the pod that day, and because your I elbow, sent somebody in to cover for me. Mm-hmm. Now this is a person who is skilled at what they do. I've seen what they do, and they can do it. And send this person in with the equipment. They have all the tools to succeed. All of the tools. You're giving them the plays. The plays are there. Like, just like cut to the corner, the layup yeah, is there. Yeah, the layup is there. Yeah. It's literally a pick and roll. Pick and roll. Simple play. Give and go. <laughs> Simple play. Mm-hmm. Dude shows up to the pod. I find out he's fallen asleep during the taping. Now, I've been in some boring podcasts. But since I started my company, you think I've ever fell asleep on the job? I don't yeah. even think I ever fell asleep in school, much less at work. Yeah. So dude fell asleep. Then come to find out the guest that was on that show was out of focus the entire And she's show. a she's a big guest in the city. Out of focus the entire show? As a cameraman. <laughs> how is your subject? Let it out, focus? Isaac. Let it out. You understand for me yeah. how embarrassing that is? Because I'm vouching for you. I, I know your work and I see your work. I'm vouching to my clients who also have clients. Worst <laughs> possible look ever. And for me as a videographer, photographer, I realize just because someone's been doing it for a while doesn't mean that they can do what you do. I'm lucky where I've gotten the opportunity to shoot music videos, podcasts, commercials, um, recaps, weddings. I've done it all. So I know how to approach every situation. But what I learned from that is that these videographers, they don't be doing everything. They're in their lane. There's film guys, there's podcast guys, there's wedding guys, there's all these. No one's doing everything like me. And that's what I learned. So mm. 2024, yeah. if you're not a podcast shooter or a real estate shooter or of music video shooter, you will not be working with me because I'm the person that does everything. I can go into any single situation and execute hundred percent. I can do that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just a learning experience for me. Just showing like not everybody can just do everything because mm. really and truly people just aren't really putting in the amount of work that I put in, that you guys have put in, in your podcasting and what you guys do. People aren't putting in the work like how we're doing it. People aren't shooting five podcasts in a day, Owen. We shot five podcasts yesterday. Five. And I was, I was on three of them. And so you imagine, were on three, on camera. On camera. Imagine the mental, like, you, I got to come be here for you. And also um, DC. Like DC and Akil. Mm-hmm. Right? So I got to think, okay, what? Are, you got to be on, bro. So when I came back to the house yesterday, the thing, I'm like, yo, let me just get my prospecting list ready for tomorrow. So I'm on my computer. Uh, I'm done. I'm like, I'm going to bed, bro. I deserve this rest because mm-hmm. I've actually, I've earned it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I, I go to bed. I'm, I haven't earned anything. I'm like, let me just do this one activity now so mm-hmm. I can feel. Like I like, did something today. Yeah, I earned this sleep. Like, it's like, yo, because when you think about it, there's another kid in Hong Kong, Australia. Or here. Or here. They're up right now. They're kicking their ass you know i was compared to things to basketball all the time but business is the greatest sport ever 
365, 24-7, no shot clock, no buzzer beater. Every single day, that, like the rent is due. Like you earn your stripes, right? So you can't rest on your laurels. You can't, oh yeah, I closed a deal yesterday. Like, but what did you close today? That's that, that's my mindset. I'm like, okay, yo, if I'm going to close a deal, if I know it takes three weeks to close a deal, I need to get the most targeted list I can that's going to convert. Mm-hmm. So if I go to bed, I wake up tomorrow. I forgot that level of inspiration I had to get to to that list. I'm like, okay, now I'm scrambling. Now I'm getting slack pings. Now I got to service this person. I'm out of my element. And imagine if I got that list ready and I caught that person at the right time. Because I've had those moments. I caught... Lazella at the right time. I caught Chanel at the right time, right? All the but clients were at the right time. All the, it, but mm-hmm. a fraction late. Mm-hmm. It could be they got a call from a bad client. I call them like, hey, I'm not interested. Boom. So mm-hmm. I always think about that. Life is all about the margins. And a lot of people always think that, oh, man, I wish I did it. I, I wish it went like this. But sometimes if things don't go your way, this is how I have perspective. If I don't do it, I'm like, man, what if I had done this action i went to this spot and something bad happened Mm. right and i look at that with everything i'm like oh yo this uh, relationship didn't happen but what if i got in that relationship and i went to a specific location and something catastrophic happened so it's all about having perspective but i always like designing life to my favor that's gonna yield me good outcomes you know what i'm saying so i think uh that is like the level of like dedication we gotta have like Yo, it's eight o'clock. It's still golden goose hours. Mm-hmm. Let's make something happen out of this hour. Mm-hmm. Dedication, yeah. man. And like being um and figuring out if you're interested in something or if you're committed to something. I think that's been a conversation that definitely resonated with me this year. Um, interest versus commitment. Like, are you just interested in this thing? Or are you committed to actually making it work? Like for me personally, you guys know. I sometimes I'd be like, all right, guys, I got to leave out at 430. I got to leave at three o'clock because I have another shoot. Mm-hmm. I got to I got to get in here at this time. We got to be done at this time because I have another shoot. Like I'm committed to this lifestyle and it's been working. And simply it's simply because I'm committed. That's it. That's the only thing that keeps people calling. They bro. I haven't posted since September. I haven't posted on my Instagram September. And my frequency of posting, it's like when I post something on Instagram, someone DMs me, hey, come shoot this, right? I haven't posted since September. Do you think the work has stopped? No, because my commitment is drawing people to me. It's just a, like I, don't, I still don't understand how people call me and like, hey, I saw this. I saw you do this video for this person. I need you to come do this. I still don't get it. I don't push ads. I don't have no advertisements out. I don't have no Google ads out. My website is not something that when you type in photography, it comes up first, but people still call. And it's simply because my commitment. So just taking the opportunity now to say anybody out there who's trying to pursue a passion, pursue Mm -hmm. a dream, figure out if you're really committed to this or if you're only interested. Mm. Because once you get committed and you put in that actual work, it's going to work. It has to work out for you. Mm-hmm. 100%. It has to work percent, out. It has to work it has out. To work and out. everybody in this room right now is living proof of that. Yeah. So chase your dreams. Stop waiting. Every day you wait, somebody else is taking your place. It's like Boom. it's that uh, Sun Tzu line. I would say art of war. Opportunities multiply as they're seized. 
you seize one thing at a highest degree, it multiplies. Bro, and the thing is, everyone's always watching, right? At Chanelli's office, that one person was watching. Mm-hmm. They're always watching, bro. Mm-hmm. You're walking on the street, like someone you're like in a in a in a uh, listen networking event. Someone in that room we didn't speak to was looking at you. Facts. They're looking the way you move. They're looking the way you interact. Look at your body language. They're like, well, who is that guy? Oh yeah, that is uh, Uplift Media. Got it. Okay. Hmm. Nice. People are in bed. Let me look Uplift Media. Okay, who is? Oh, Hustle of Everything. Oh, Alex. Okay, let me look at Alex. Let me look at Owen. Oh, this is Owen. Mm-hmm. Oh, let me look at the post. Quality post. Quality post. Quality post. Oh, let me look at the podcast. Ah, this Owen guy's crazy. Ah, this I like this Alex guy. Ah, Alex is talking shit. I like these guys. <laughs> oh, they have a production company. Oh, let me look at their work. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm not gonna take action. Two months later, you gotta follow. They actually saw you at an event. Which event? Oh, the one at uh, Adelaide and uh, Queen. Oh, oh yeah. How are you doing? Yeah, I was actually thinking I saw some of your work, but they've been studying you for months. For months. They've been scouting you from afar. It takes seven times for people to see an ad, a see content, not exactly content to make a decision. Yeah. You know, so they could see it seven times and not make any decision. So they're at the point where they need to make that decision mm-hmm. and then contact you. Bro, you know? I think that's even in everything in life, bro. Like imagine like a guy scouting a chick, watching her stories all the time. Like when is the perfect time to slide? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Should I like this story? Okay, what's a strategic story to like? Yeah, it's always going from the story into the into the messages. To the messages was oh, a good yeah, DM. That's how you feel, eh? Yeah, <laughs> and then you're like, oh, yo, I have been there. How's the food? Mm-hmm. It's like it was good. Oh, nice, yo, yo. Maybe we should go together. Mm-hmm. Now you're in, Office but bro, stories. that was six months of plotting. <laughs> Yeah, six months of plotting to go through the story. That's a six fact. months of hunting, hunting, That's a viewing, accumulating data, bro. Facts. Mm-hmm. A data mining, man. Where, where? I remember from six months ago, you posted on your story that X, Y, Z. Oh my god! Oh my god! You, you remember, remember that? that? Remember? Honestly, yeah. Green flag. Yeah. <laughs> That's but one yeah. thing we should leave in 2023. The flags. Let's leave the flags in 2023, 2024. Because mm. this is the thing: we all have red flags and we all have green flags. It's a fact. Okay. I have mm-hmm. red flags. My red flag is I'm not texting you ever. Never. I will not text you. You text if like you expect like, a text like a conversation from me. It will never happen. Red flag. So you text one words, bro. One word. You know what's the most disrespectful text back? Or you know, I text call me. Or you know, my mom like she you know she she sends me the thumbs up, right? <laughs> <I'm> like. <laughs> <laughs> So you like you say some big paragraph and then you like uh. <laughs> only moms can hit us with that only heart wrenching yeah. that heart wrenching thumbs up or it's oh. like oh. damn it's like, I yep. love you mom I love word. you yeah, yeah <laughs> or like a K with a dot yeah K they don't period? even understand how disrespectful the K is mm. but they still send it K, K. I'm like they don't K understand period. how disrespectful the that's K is. so rude bro very rude very rude the K is grounds for me to never talk to you again yeah, yeah. you K me. I promise you, I'll never talk to you again. Mm-hmm. And if a girl gives you like a space period, you know you're in trouble. Oh, yeah, space period? Done. Space period. You're done. You're done. You don't know what space period? What does it look like optically? If you have sentence, space period. That means they're oh, saying. Oh, got your ass. Oh, yeah, that's 10 push-ups. That's 10 push-ups, my guy. 
Uh, <laughs> Look at it. You should try to get out of it. <laughs> you should think of, a, of an excuse. <laughs> You're caught. <laughs> I was processing. Yes, you were. Hey, like You're access denied. Nah. <laughs> you know, I'm like an IBM computer when you start it up. Yeah. And just and then it just shuts down. That was my brain right there. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> we got on the side tangent. Uh, speaking of you know top moments of the 2023. What was your most notable moments of the year? I have a few here. For the pod? For the pod. No, no, not for the pod. Overall, in the echelon of the year or, you know, the uh, internet space, what's been the top moments of the year for you? Top moments for the year for me. Uh, I think it's not really, it's it's more of like everything is, I've always been a conspiracy guy. Mm-hmm. And getting into my conspiracy bag, all these aliens are just popping out of nowhere, right? All these alien sightings. People are opening their back doors to their backyard and they're seeing creatures in the back. People are seeing flying saucers up in the sky, right? So the aliens are coming. So it's more of just uh, the alien UFO hysteria was one of those things that was a top moment for me because it's more of like, eggs in your faces you know scrambled because i'm right because mm. i've been saying this for so for so a long time so that was that um there's so many other top moments man that happen like sports wise culture wise uh like for example eyl events and stuff like that i think uh you know when a top moment for me was like i got humbled real bad Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right so that was hilarious so so yeah. so i met i met the eyl guys at uh when they came here initially for their conference, mm-hmm. then they came back again to do a little like uh, what was a finance chat thing they had. Yeah, they had a meet and greet type of meet thing. meet and greet or whatever. So we go there at uh, on Berkeley Street right here, the event space, and at the after party in the previous event, I had met Rashad and I thought he remembered me because we chatted about hustle of everything. <laughs> Isaac was there, you know, with Courtney and I just standing there, we were chatting to Rashad. So I'm like, all right, this guy remembers me, right? So. <laughs> so uh so august rolls around they're back in the city doing their thing and uh we're doing the thing outside or just like i'm talking to the fans and you're like yo oh bro we should actually make some content i'm like you know what al that's a great idea so we're like priming and timing to get these guys right how are we gonna corner them how are we gonna ask some questions so we got our boy kyle got the cameras we got the mics on our phones Let's do it. So Rashad is walking, and <laughs> it wasn't until you remind you reminded me what he said, right? And like, yo, Rashad, Rashad, Rashad. And then it's just like he looks at me, doesn't say anything. I was like, yo, Rashad, it's me. He doesn't say anything. Yo, hustle over everything. He goes, thank you. <laughs> bro, oh, thank you, bro. That was so. <laughs> You know, I was I was kind of like, oh wow, okay, he doesn't remember me. But you know, th- looking back now, I can laugh about it. Mm-hmm. It's a favorite mm-hmm. moment. I think that was Ti Part Two. Yo Ti, yo Ti, yo Ti, Ti. I was screaming the man's name. You mad enough? Yo, chill. Yo, hustle over everything. Just hustle over everything. Thank you. Thank you. everything for real. Thank you. We're out in uh, what's that nightclub called? The uh, strip joint. Um, um Ma- something Magic city. city, Magic City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Magic City parking lot, bro. Mm-hmm. 
Um, no, nah, but yeah, speak to what you're saying, bro. It was a hilarious moment. You know, that was a big lesson, you know? Stay ready so you ain't gonna get ready, nice. you know? That was a big lesson that, like, if he had really been like, all right, this is happening, let's, let's, let's come prepared. Let's have all the cameras, all our gear, and, like, be ready to interview for real. So, like, we're, like, staples and, like, you know? That would have been different because we, we we bummed it to be keeping a buck off our phones. But you know? um, I mean, that's how they started. So, by the same time, too, right? There's also like different. If we go there with the intention of mingling and having the intent of networking, yeah. So it's kind of like okay, if every event with someone there, you gotta just be having some discretion on when to bring cameras and when not to bring cameras. Like, when are you yeah. actually being there for being at the event, mm-hmm. and when are you when are you there to actually make content? Because Although everything is content, not everything has to be content. But the content was favorable because actually we got some good content with specifically Decent? Troy, Decent? Yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, 19. And Rashad also, he mean, Rashad was Rashad, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Troy, Troy was Troy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think, um, yeah, that was a lesson on yeah, being prepared. And I, I'd also say it's um, a lesson on creating the atmosphere for the interview. So I feel like if you had maybe spoken to Rashad a little bit more and give him like more context to who we are, it could have helped that little interview that session that we that we had. Because we were sure what made the difference is we said we had 180 episodes or 100 and whatever episodes. And he was like, oh, y'all, y'all are legit. All right, all right, cool, 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 cool. Let me, let me give y'all some sauce. Versus with Rashad, we didn't have that conversation. So, so, so it kind of like, he's like, eh, who are these guys? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So kind of affected. Yeah, it but a I thought Rashad remembered my face, bro. To be honest with you, but he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry to break it to I'm you. So sorry to break it to you. You know what I'm saying? You and I warned you too. You I warned you too. Like, like, Yo, oh, he's, oh not. he's not gonna remember you. He's no not way. gonna remember you, bro. No yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah, I, I suffered that the, the hard way too. You know, when I was um, blogging years ago, and I was like, oh yeah, yeah, what's going on, bro? Remember me from? Nah, hell no. Nah, nah, nah. No, 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 no. All right, all right. What about you, Isaac? What was some of the top memories over the year? Top memories over the year. Mm -hmm. First of all, just starting with you guys this year. I know I Mm -hmm. shot with you guys originally last year. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when you guys gave me that call, I didn't know that we'd be working this much together. Like, me and owner just saying, it's like, bro, we see each other. Damn it's like we're colleagues for yeah, real. You know what I mean? I'm like, Isaac, like, I, see your lun- job. I see like, your lunch in the fridge, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the way we see each other, and it's just a testament to both of us, like all of us, mm-hmm. where it's like the more we see each other, that means the more money we're making for real. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and that's just a fact. So if, we're see- if we started off seeing each other once a week, and then now it's like, all right, <laughs> I'm seeing this guy every day. Seeing three times like, like midweek. Yeah, three times, middle of the week. You guys are the people that I'm working with a lot of the time. It's just a testament to how great this year has been. So for me, just in general, um, just starting with you guys for me is just going to be the most prominent um, point for me of the year. Um, in terms of the podcast, I think the best time was when um, <laughs> Marlon Palmer called me out. Because uh, we were talking about, or I had said that, Lord, to me, Lauren Hill is not a legend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was it's blasphemous. Just, it, it's blasphemous, but it's just because I'm a hater. I think that she she abandoned the game. You know, she still performs to this day. But just like she said the other day, she shows up late. We should all be, um, uh, lo- we're all lucky that she even pops up to these concerts. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, guys, that's your legend. 
Um, but that was a great moment. So I she doesn't respect the game. That's to me. But that was a great moment because I wasn't expecting um, Marlon to really call me out. Like, he got kind of affected. Like, he got, like, heated Yeah, he was like, oh, what the hell? <laughs> and it, you know, it's funny because he had an event. Um, he had an event. It was like a Vibes Cartel versus Movado event. And I saw him at the door, and I didn't say anything to him because I'm just not that type of guy. Mm. I don't. If I ever met you before, like I'm not gonna come up to you like, "Hey, you remember me?" Like, <laughs> I shot that one podcast you were on. Like, that's mm. weird to me. Mm. But he saw me and he noticed me, right? And he dat me. Like, he looked at me, stretched out his hand, dat me. Like, ah, uh-uh. and then hops on stage, <laughs> please, <laughs> Lord. <laughs> Bro, I, I, I feel like if he did it, if yeah. he didn't do it in spite of me, then that's obviously just me, alcohol touching me, me thinking a little bit more. But yeah. I truly felt like it was he a did that. Petty. He looked. He, he was so extra. <laughs> like he's like he he played the, the the song and he goes he's like run it again like pull it up. <laughs> he's playing this Lauren Hill like going crazy. I'm just like. Shut up, Marlon. Yeah, Chill. you know what I'm saying. Like, I think he was trolling me a little bit, but yeah, that's funny. that was a that was a great moment for me. Mm-hmm. And yo, shout out to Marlon. You know, they just had their first um live podcast. You know what I'm saying? So, so that's dope. Shout out to them, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, shout out to Extra Gravy. All right, so for me to wrap up the segment, I think one of my top memories, pod wise, hmm. I must say, Collision was a good was a, was a hell of a memory, bro. It's like like, bro, going from Oshawa to Collision, and the way you made shit happen, this made it work. You know, we had to finesse it, but we finessed it and made mm-hmm. it happen. You know, it's one of those ones where we just had to like push through, and and make and make things happen. So yeah, Collision was it was a good one where we just you had to figure it out, figure it out, just make you know? it happen, make it happen. Yeah, you know. So yeah, that was just one of those where we had to. Just, keep pushing throughout so and what was dope about collision though was that the recognition we got you know like we were there and the people are like yo i see you from hustle of everything people come that. dap you up and you're Word. like wow i'm famous <laughs> i'm toronto famous there was a time where we we bumped to somebody and like, yo hustle of everything what's going on and then as we were bumping into them another person came up and was like yo hustle of everything so like whoa this is different yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. This, about, this year was the first year where we started getting recognized for. Even you got recognized at lunch. Right? Yep. At a restaurant. At a restaurant. At a restaurant. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm, at, I'm out eating with my boy. And some like, yo, I just want to come hail you up for, for the content, man. Good shit. You know? And then I'm out um in a club. Not in the club, but um, the it was bar? Like the, um, the Get Fresh party. The, 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 the oh, um, yeah. what, what, what was it again? It was a. Um, it's like a, I think a government sponsored. You know, day party, yeah. and yeah, I was in line waiting to get in, like 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 a, a bum, <laughs> and and someone's like, yo yo, I, I see your content, bro. Shout out to you, yeah, you know. And I was like, dope. Like guys are actually respect respecting and showing love, which was different, you know, because guys. Here's the thing, guys don't show love online; they show love in person. In person, and girls show love online, and usually don't show love in person. Yeah, or think, they do, but they come up to you in person. You yeah, know, they do both actually. Girls do both. So, so showing love is feminine online. That's like feminine I think behavior. So. I, that's what it is. I think it's feminine showing behavior. Showing love online is feminine for Imagine guys. commenting on a guy's pic like, "Yo, sick fit." Sick I'm fit. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, dude, chill. 
It's very gay. Gay. No, okay. But um, <laughs> yeah, man. Like, I think I think that that might be what it is. Because in person, guys will hail you up. Mm-hmm. But online, it's kind of like. I'm gonna comment on this. I'm gonna comment on this guy's post. I commented on my boy's post the other day, right? He actually said he got to uh, a million streams on Spotify. Jake Lavani. Okay. So I was like, "Yo, a million? I think was it a million or a hundred k subscribe, hundred k monthly listeners?" I was like, "Yo, man, big shit! I'm proud of you." Mm-hmm. I actually made sure to say, "I'm proud of you," mm-hmm. right? Instead of stop commenting emojis like "fire, fire, fire," I'm like, mm-hmm. "No, bro, I'm proud of you." Because I remember. Jay, uh, when he was starting out, you know, it was like during the Ryerson days. So to see him like put one record after one record. And even when I heard his first record, I was like, man, this is sick. And I loved it. And I knew right then and there, this guy was destined to making an impact in music. Same thing in sports. You know, I always kind of have that analogy. You see one player do one little move. And you can tell, like, they have it. Mm. I just knew Jay has it. So to see him do what he's doing right now, I'm extremely proud of him. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, that's some good stuff, man. True, true, yeah. true. Shout out to Jay, Jay Galvani. Um, let me ask you something. What do you want to see more in the pod, yo? Uh, Isaac, what about you? As, as you think, Owen. What do you want to see more in the pod? Um... I think for me, I want to see more of like kind of what we were talking about before where um, with the entrepreneurs and people like that, that you guys are speaking to, I think just to make a concerted effort to show people what these people are doing. Because I think that's why Zubin stood out so much because like you can see the cars. So what he's saying is not bullshit it's proof right there you can't you can't argue it you cannot argue it yeah, at yeah, all yeah. so i think um in the coming year definitely with the ceos and the people that you're bringing rather than bringing them into our space we go to them we go to them mm-hmm. so that everybody that's listening to the content um to kind of get that inspiration um can actually see the proof mm-hmm. i think proof is important um out of sight out of mind is a real thing seeing it to believe it is a real thing you know what I mean? People don't necessarily have faith. And when we're putting out content, especially something that's a visual piece of content, uh, an audio, an audible list, uh, piece of content, it's great to be able to prove what these people are doing. So definitely 2024, I think more proof of the concept would be amazing for the podcast. And I think that will take the podcast to the next level. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I think uh, I think we're doing the right things. In terms of the podcast, I think what we need to do different is like restructuring the way the content is formatted. For example, what I said earlier, how we approach the conversation, shock value in the beginning. It could be soft shock value, but something that just gets the the juices rolling. I know I think you try to do that with the icebreaker and everything, mm-hmm. but uh, something that gets the person actually talking about something that they care about uh, more more clips i think as well too would help uh on top of what isaac is saying on location on site and doing things that resonate with people right i think one thing that uh, isaac brought up to me uh yesterday was that a lot of people want to feel relatable Mm. relatable content so for example uh these interviews 
we're talking about, you know, interviews are interviews are going to are, are, are kind of like a dying kind of format. What's a new format you can really bring about that gets people rolling? Interviews are a dying format? I don't think so. You said that? I think so, Isaac? Yeah, I think that. Hold on, hold on. Before you go. Yeah, yeah, my bad. To um, unscrew that, that, that bolt right there at the bottom. That's, that's what's making the, yeah, that right there. Unscrew this? Yep. That's how I used to drop it over? Mm-hmm. And then just push it down. Just push it up. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. Smart. There it is. You're talented. You're loyal. You get yourself a car. Get yourself a car. Yeah. Get yourself a ring. Um, yeah, I was saying, I was mentioning that I think that the interview style is dying. And it's just because people are running out of people to interview. This is, bro, you're such a Joe Budden fan. This is what Joe Budden says. So it's, but I agree with him. I agree with him. Bro, <laughs> okay, okay. you listen. Yo, you listen to Joe too much. Flag on the play, I bro. actually don't. No, it's something that I felt before he said that. <laughs> mm-hmm. But sometimes listening to things kind of confirms things for you. So when he actually came out <coughs> and said that, I was like, shit. Like, because, yo, I stopped listening to Drink Champs. Maybe after the Kanye interview, I stopped listening to Dream Champs. Because mm. it's just like, bro, I, when I first started listening to Dream Champs, it's because he's bringing on guests that I know their name, but I do not know their story. Mm-hmm. And they're telling these stories that are so like, I'm stopping the, the pod and I'm going to go typing the song that they're talking about so I can get the contacts and I'm going to, or the context, and I'm going to go back to the pod to then listen to the story because now I understand the context because now I've seen the video and I know what they're talking about. Like, it makes it so interesting. And mm-hmm. I think that they really, it, it's now to the point where they're, the people that are left to interview, they don't have no stories like that. It's like, I don't need to listen to the same story over and over and over again. I want to hear something that impacts history. I feel like, especially with something like a drink chance, it's like that was a history lesson for me every single time I listened to it. And for me, I don't watch TV. I don't watch movies. Like I have a couple shows that I watch, but I watch them twice a month. And the reason why is because I seek knowledge. I try as much as I possibly can where that everything that I'm taking in is giving me some sort of knowledge. The only thing that I listen to that's more free form is the JBP. Mm. But even with their format, they started with three people. When those three people became uninterested, he turned it up to six people on a pod. And I realized the value, you know, the value in that to me is, is Bro. the fact that you can hear different perspectives around the room and you don't need a guest to entrench you in the conversation. Mm-hmm. You're just listening to six different perspectives and then it builds a combo. And I love that with JVP. I love that with Gil's Arena. There's a bunch of pods that have a bunch of people on it. And I love that concept of it because it's like I get to hear this. It's the same conversation, but all the different opinions about it. And even if two people agree, there's still going to be a little bit of a difference. So I do think that the interview format is dying because these people are running out of people to interview. Now in hustle over everything situation, it's different. I don't think that will ever die. Because what you guys are providing is knowledge for people who are looking to enter something that they have no idea about. So as long as you're bringing in people that can provide that knowledge, it's never going to die. But I think when it comes to interviewing celebrities, they've, are, they've all already done so many podcasts. The blogs are already all over their lives. Like, what else do we need to know? And that's why I think the interview um, form of podcasts are dying.
Yeah. Got you, got you. No, you put that in a great way. The people that are, are going from zero to four, there's an infinite amount of people that can speak to them. But the celebrities that are at 10 and nine, there's a few select amount of people that are there. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to get them to speak for one. Mm-hmm. And when they do speak, there's already so much information around them. So it's like, what else, re- you have to say? Well, well, what else you have to offer? That's why people are going to Kai Sinat. Because mm-hmm. it's not even an interview. You see, Nicki Minaj just went to Kai Sinat. That's not yeah. an interview. It's seeing Nicki in a different light. light yeah. We don't get to see Nicki with a regular basic webcam. Yeah. We don't get to see what her body really looks like. What her face really looks she like. Is she pang she or fire? She so, I, I never really, I'm not a fan of the whole BBL thing. Like, I'm just not a fan. I don't like BBLs I don't either. Like it. I just think. I'm, you guys like Christian BBLs? Christian BBLs? Yeah. Christian, Christian BBLs. Christian BBLs. Like religion, What's Christian. Christian. Christian, y'all, y'all ever heard like of Christian, Christian like, a, like a Christian Dior BBL? Like, it's like what a Christian. What is that? What is that? What is that? It's a real. <laughs> Yo, listen. So, this is a, a girl posted online that she's getting a Christian BBL. And it's put all the girls in the storm. It's a whole thing, bro. Christian BBL. A Christian So, it's a BBL. holy BBL. <laughs> a holy BBL. Touched by God. A holy Bible. You know okay. what I'm saying? Manna. It's, <laughs> it's been baptized. <laughs> The chemicals are baptized. <laughs> oh my gosh! But no, no, no. Honestly, though, it was just some BS that what a girl was trying to get, get buzz around. Mm-hmm. So she used the term Christian BBL because she's Christian, mm-hmm. and she's in that Christian niche online, trying to build the audience up. But she wants to get a BBL, so she's dabbling in the two audiences mm-hmm. between the Atlanta aesthetic girl, you know, the girl I'm talking about, Christian. and the Christian girl. No, so she's sir. like, dark. <clears throat> That's that, what we, no, that kids? That's what we that's what we gotta leave behind in 2023, man. BBLs? Not BBLs, bro. But you know, these these terms that you know just oh, all the terms. All the terms, yeah, bro. Like terms that just like just take over the, the social uh contagion. I think that's the best way to put it. Yeah, contagion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The social contagion. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the like standing on business. <laughs> right? Like, where did this thing start? Misogyny. Misogyny. Oh, the worst one of all. Which one? Gaslighting. Gaslighting. Because everybody's using gaslighting in the wrong term. And I don't I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be the one to explain it. You go search up the definition of gaslighting and you'll understand that a lot of people that use the term are using it wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, go do your own research. But yeah, let's leave the terms in twenty twenty. Like cap. You know, sometimes I look at these I words. I thought that so hard. I'm like, what are I you still mean? to this day I don't think I've ever used that cap. term. I like Me cap. either. I'm sorry, I, I like, like cap. cap. Or, like or, cap. Or, or it's giving. It's, Duh, giving. it's giving, bro. It's giving can it's die giving, today. It's giving, bro. It's giving, <laughs> sassy, sassy. Yo, it's giving. Was I? Oh, you even got caught yourself saying it's giving because of day, your ex is saying it's giving. <laughs> yeah, bro. You got caught up in that, bro. The, the other day, it's coming out uh, saying it's giving. Sad ring. day. Yeah, you, this guy's <laughs> shitting on my whole story, bro. <laughs> Damn. It's all good. You tell him. Yeah, tell man. Him. Another day, I, I Alex was Alex Boy. Because because I was uh. You know, around around uh, certain someone for a very long time. I walk outside and I look up and I'm like, "It's giving rain," and I'm like, "Oh my god!" Oh my god! Oh, bro. you should you should have gone back you in your house that, and locked yourself. I said it to up. myself, and I was like, "You should have went straight to church. Straight to church. <laughs> you need some prayer. Cleanse yourself. Cleanse your rain. I used to I to fast." Yeah, I said it's giving rain. It's giving rain, dog. It's giving rain. I'm like, bro, uh, what is you know who starts who starts these terms, man? Listen, listen, standing on business, the the gay community. A lot of times, you know, there's different communities. You know what it is? It's the internet um, thought bubble that just permeates through 
culture, you know. It's disgusting. That's that's not that's not going anywhere. I'm repulsed, you know. Like we gotta leave these terms behind, bro. When can we get back to speaking proper English? There's because the proper English is proper English. There's always gonna be slang, and then slang uh, is influenced by the internet. I think you know the thing is, bro. I don't think I'm mad about the words. I think it's really scary how one word just overtakes everyone and we all start saying it in a way that we don't even consider what it is. Mm. So is it a matter of fitting in or is it a matter of like, we actually love using these words because we can start a word tomorrow and then it becomes a part of the, uh, the vernacular. The vernacular, yeah. Remember they try to get it's fetch, but I heard that they, back in the old days in the nineties, mm-hmm. they were trying to come up with words. It's Dating so yourself. fetch. Mm-hmm. It's so fetch. Why it never took over? From, from Mean Girls. Yeah, mean yeah. Girls, it's fetch. It's yeah, fetch. It's fetch. Look at us three black guys knowing the mean girls. Who would have thought? Who <laughs> would have thunk it? Alex Witter, that means we're cultured. You know what I'm saying? For the culture. For the culture? Yo, so, yo, speak about culture. You see how Gary V, bro? I never hear about this man anymore, bro. Because the investment culture is dead. No, because he's moved on from black culture. He's moved on from black culture? Yeah. yeah That's yeah. a bold statement, so bro. How did he said. move on from black culture? Because... I think, well, first off, I think black culture kind of got, like, hip to Gary Vee. But there's some people who, who messed with him. Like, he was just on Wallow and Gilly's. Well, not really Wallow and Gilly, but he was on their channel with Where's Wallow. He just interviewed Gary Vee. Recently? You know, recently, yeah. Mm-hmm. Within the last few weeks. Did you watch that? I watched some of it. I watched some of it, you know. Um, what it is is that he's redundant, you know. Like, he can't. He has a specific thing that he talks about. So once after that, it's like he's, not, he's not an artist. Once you once you get motivated, so like I can't get any motivated. Yeah, yeah. Same thing I said with the interviews, where it's like once you said it, it's like what more can you? Really <laughs> exactly, say? you can't really go back to the well with Gary. But people you know? use black culture to pop off. For sure, black culture makes things pop. It doesn't matter if you're white, black, Asian, brown, Indian, whatever. Mm-hmm. If you touch the black people first, you will pop mm-hmm. worldwide. Then you can go off and do whatever the hell you want to do. We have mm-hmm. so many examples of it. Doja Cat. We have so many examples of it. Doja People, Cat still comes back. Yeah. Sometimes. She's on tour with Ice Spice right now. Okay. That's a label thing. It's not necessarily her decision to say, I'm going to do this Yo, tour How did these Ice artists Spice. even emerge, bro? Like, so Labels. Bro, if you think about it, all the prominent Ice People Spice. that we see on the planet, all the celebrities that we see every day, they were chosen by to pop. somebody. It wasn't talent that, like, some people was talent that outweighed everything. So it's like, okay, frigate. Like, you're too good pop. to be kept yeah. a yeah, secret. Yeah, you're yeah. too good. You're going to pop. Yeah. But you're, at the end of the day, you're chosen. And we not have so not. many examples of the people who are like, they're popping, but they're not all the way there. And we always ask, why aren't they here? Like, this person raps way better than Drake. Why aren't they here? It's because they weren't chosen. LeBron James? It's chosen one. Chosen one. He even claims it. He was the chosen one. We all know a baller somewhere in the hood or in who's jail. Who can hoop as good as LeBron? crazier hooper than LeBron. I seen a man one time, bro, do a 360 windmill off vert. Doesn't even play ball every day. Doesn't practice every day. Smokes bare weed. Super hood man, like, out, in and out of jail. Fucking hoop hoop. Bro, three, off vertical. That's 360 insane, windmill. Dog. Off vert. Off vert. St- like, literally, dress clothes, jeans. Yo, yo, I like, give me the ball. Pass him the ball. Off vert, right under the rim. Boom. I've seen that, bro. That doesn't make him better than LeBron, though. No, I'm saying that his, imagine with his talent, if he put in the amount of work 
mm-hmm. that Braun did, mm-hmm. he could be better than Braun. I mean, possibly. He has the height. He has the strength. He has everything. Yeah. He's just he's in the streets. Yeah. So we all know somebody that could be here, but they just weren't chosen to be here. Everybody that we see was chosen. All the mm. artists that we see, yeah. they're chosen. So, you know, you gotta be, you're you popping, man. You're trending. <laughs> <laughs> you're trending. Word. That was a big thing of 2023, you know, seeing the YouTubers get canceled. Yes. You know, just pearly things, canceled. Everybody she's canceled. canceled. Yeah, she's demonetized. Yeah, she disappeared. Yeah, and, and like her whole company disappeared on her. You know what I'm saying? Cause at, she least, was, at least she made the bread, though. I mean, she was already rich. Like, she was she already. She came for money, right? Yeah. yeah. Why well, she got richer. How about those other guys, though? The guys that who kept the, bringing the, on, like, the black, Miami like black women. Fresh and fit? Yeah, those guys. They're yeah, demonetized, yeah. too. They're demonetized, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. YouTube came <laughs> after them, you know? For sure. As long and as they, they got the it. bag, bro. Like, that's it. Like, you came, you saw, you conquered. You move on. They're on Rumble now, you know? Yeah, the yeah, cancel culture is real, man. Rumble, mm-hmm. the best platform. How do you feel about that, Alex? The best platform? Yeah. If you yeah. say so. See where Owen's <laughs> trying to go. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, um, but yeah. I think that was a funny thing, though. Seeing them get canceled. All right, so what was your top, like, moments in the culture so far? Huh. This year? Yeah, yeah. I, I, got, I got a few to start off. Montgomery Ball. Oh, this yeah. Guy, this guy took my top, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Yo. I'll let you start it off. I'll, I'll chime in, too, because that was, like, some, some fuckery, bro that happened like that it was amazing seeing the guy swim over and like yeah. you know this you know, you know what it was the story of it was amazing mm-hmm. like it was cinema at its finest the song the song like shout out to bro that can swim montgomery, montgomery brawl. brawl shout out to bro with the chair montgomery, montgomery brawl everybody that whites. was there montgomery, montgomery brawl word. threw the hat off at the start montgomery, montgomery brawl. brawl man shout out to the guard <laughs> montgomery brawl <Yeah. laughs> That was fire. That track. You ever heard the Montgomery Ball track? track? I haven't heard the track yet. Oh bro. my gosh, bro! Bro, it's yeah. fire. It's Should a leap. Should we take a second? Let's take a quick pause. I'll All play right, the song. Take a pause. No, actually, track. I actually want to play it on road back home. Oh yeah, we're, actually, we're packing up. I want to appreciate. We're packing up. Yeah, we're packing up. Yeah, because I'm 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 enjoying the uh, the discourse so far. So like, I don't want to. That was the best, bro. Like just the breakdown of that video alone, and all the content that came around it. It's like. To be honest, I think with black people specifically, like we really make fun of our trauma so much. You know, 2023 really made me see how much black people make fun of their trauma. Mm. Like this is a horrible racist thing that's happening. Mm -hmm. And the most that we do, like obviously, you know, uh, things, things turned out well for the people that were involved in it, the black people that were involved in it. But you know, it's. I think it's so amazing to be black, mm-hmm. bro. We're lucky to be black. The fact that we can go through the worst and still have so much fun with it, I think is just. It's just a. It's like it's a. Ama- it's a blessing. Isaac, would you have gotten in the beef? Would you have fought? I would have been the guy swimming. You'd have fought. You'd have swam across the. I would have swam across the lake. Little pond. Or whatever. Did exactly what he did. Hop out like Aquaman. And body slams. Oh, think about it. You're, 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 you're drenched in your clothes. How do you even have the athleticism with all that? That's at least like eight pounds of weight on you. 
bro. Mm-hmm. He was he had the strength of all the black people the that strength. came before him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Of the ancestors. The black panther. He did the, you know, the Black Panther when he goes and sees his dad? Yeah. He was there first and then snapped out of it. He's like, yeah. <laughs> Jumped bro. in the water, boom. Like <laughs> I knew Forrest Whitaker in that movie was about to say some crazy shit when he says, like, the strength of the. I was like, like here bro. we go. No, I knew this man was going to say some shit like that. Most definitely. Honestly, I feel like I would have been the guys in the boat that like was the boat docks and they came, all came running. I would, you I, scrapped? I would have been one of the guys in in the group. I can see you scrapping, you know, bro. No, you know what it was? When I saw the man skipping, I'm like, that's me right there. <laughs> <laughs> I love a good skip to the fight, you know? That would have been me skipping. Dog, bro. Shout out to the security guard who threw his hat, bro. Yeah. yeah. Like, he started the show. Like, he and you know he channeled the ancestors. He channeled black people. He channeled Amanda the Bobby Schmurda first. About a week ago. You know what I'm saying? About a week ago, dashed the hat. <laughs> Both of their hats met somewhere in space. You know what I'm saying? Like that was just yep. a black history moment right there. You know black heritage I mean? moment. You feel me? That's a fact. That's a fact. Right. What are what are the moments you got out? Because I think you got a good list there going on, right? Yes, indeed. We got Keith Lee. Oh yes. He's wreaking havoc. What's that? What's what's that energy you're showing? Honestly, man, I don't know if I rock with Keith Lee all the way. Why not? And I know it's not the popular opinion. I know everyone loves Keith Lee, but it's like for me, bro. I'm I really cook, and I know how to cook for real. Like I really could have been a chef, and to this day, I make fire food. Um, y'all will see at my barbecue next year, but I think that you should know food to critique food, the same way. Athletes get upset at sports analysts because they've never played the game. I think that's the same way food critics and anybody who is a critique of something should be treated. Mm-hmm. Like, not to bring up the JBP again, but <laughs> this guy's a rapper. He can critique music. He knows music. Regardless of what he, he did has, in he his has career. Pedigree. He has pedigree. He knows yeah. how to write. He knows how to make a song. So he can critique music. All the rappers out there that critique music, they have the right to do that. And I, Keithy, from my knowledge, he was an MMA fighter or doing some type of thing in, uh, with MMA. And then he decided, you know what? Um, I'm going to do this food thing. Now, shout out to him for actually pursuing his dream. What he did is amazing. And that's what everybody should do. So the example of Keithy is great. But I do still think that he should have some type of knowledge about food to be the critique of it. Now, I can't say I don't like him, though, because he does help out businesses. Like, he puts out a video. That lineup is out is, a, is across the street, out the door, around the block. Like, he really supports these businesses. So that part of it is great. But I just think that you should have some type of pedigree in what you're doing in order to critique it. That's just my, that's my opinion. Mm, well, I think, you know, that's an interesting take. And I do agree with where you're coming from. Yeah. I just believe that the average consumer needs to hear from the average consumer. Because if you look at the expert person who's critiquing, let's say it's a Gordon Ramsay, mm-hmm. maybe not at that level, but they have some you know, background in critiquing food because maybe they went to culinary school or something. Yeah. like They know the different palates. But this is the average guy going to the average store and giving their take. And if you look at the way he does it, he gets someone to go in and then he comments on the food. Yeah. So the way you can comment on Domino's, I, okay, I, I can say Domino's because this is a worldwide establishment right now. Yeah. They're a public company. 
like, yo, these wings suck. So if I hear that from Isaac, I'm like, yo, okay. I like Isaac. I know Isaac. He knows good food. He knows what's good chicken and what's bad chicken. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take that feedback from Isaac and actually go back to Domino's and maybe order something else. Mm-hmm. So I think the average fan, the average consumer of like a chicken spot or a Jamaican joint, if I live locally and you are giving in-depth review of service, food, everything that business is doing, I'm going to take it with like, not with a grain of salt, but I'm actually going to, wow, I'm going to factor that into my decision and whether I should patron that place. So I think he's doing well. It's just like he's caught in a lot of, uh, the thing about black people, man, we don't like being critiqued from other black people because mm-hmm. we think like everything is about bringing each other down. Like yeah. I think we're, we feel like we're beyond reproach mm-hmm. and I don't think that's good. So if you are having bad service, bad customer service, the same way anyone can comment on a Yelp or a Google review, take it from your own people. They say, yo, you need to be better. Don't be so up in arms about it. Oh, yo, you know what? You're turned down black business. I'm like, yo, I'm helping you get better because it's this kind of behavior that if it doesn't get sorted out, we're going to be in the same spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Al, what's your take on it? No, actually, I agree with you, Owen, you know, and Isaac, I disagree with you, bro. I think there's a perfect space for Keith Lee. What he's doing for the community is amazing. You know, as someone that's a marketer, this is like a marketer's dream to have someone like Keith Lee be able to review and give an organic, real review of a business. That's the dream. Mm-hmm. People pay thousands upon thousands of dollars to get that. And he's charging that because he knows his value. So I think he's definitely valid for doing what he does and is a blessing to the community. Imagine you get the perfect storm. Like you are that business that has a clean store. Mm -hmm. Staff is on point. Good food, prompt, good service. And you don't know Keith Lee's coming. And you're waiting for that moment to, you know, it's like, you know, musician waits for like a Jay-Z to like recognize their sample. Like when J. Cole got Norris, lights, lights, turn off the lights. Mm. That is your moment, Keith Lee, coming and like reviewing your food and you're off. Mm. You've been struggling. You're still hanging on, but you still remain true to the actual culinary art of the food. Mm -hmm. And now you get that blessing from Keith and you didn't even ask for it. Mm -hmm. You deserve it. Mm -hmm. So that's it's just like a moment of like it's a testament. You got to be ready. What's that? Uh, you got to stay ready? Stay ready. Stay ready, stay ready so you don't so have you to get ready. ready. Mm-hmm. That's exactly it, man. So, um, yeah, even like Ultra Cinco, they're giving hate. And Shannon. You know, on, on the mic. I think he spoke cap. a little bit too quick. Like, he spoke without kind of knowing what he does. What, what he, he does. does. What he yeah. does. That side of things, I cannot hate on Keith Lee. On that side of things where he's really supporting these black businesses, especially, I can't hate on that at all. Like, what he does, like, that's amazing. But... Again, I just think that in order to critique something, you guys have to have like you have to have some type of knowledge about it. Like, there's been too many times where I've seen him say like, "Oh, I've never had this before." Like, but it's like, how can you say if something's good or not if you've never had it? Because it's good to him. No, but that that means the first time you have it, right? Like, the first time you have it, if you don't like it, you don't like it. But you have nothing to compare it to. It's like what I was talking about with you guys being able to look at the episodes that you've done and come with this recap and say, you know what? I think based off of what we've done before and what I see work, like we can take this and do this. That's only because you've done it 180 odd times. You wouldn't be able to have that same critique if this was episode 10. Yes and no. You understand? 
because he's been eating his whole life. You know what I'm saying? Bro, the man's so, got a okay, way to put it. Yeah. Okay, look at this now. Mouth. I'm going to give you an example. Recently, <laughs> he went to New York. And this is the new uproar about Kiki. Mm-hmm. He went to New York and got a salmon chopped cheese. That's foul. Now, as a food critic, you should know if you're going to New York. I'm just looking up a video. So if you hear a noise, that's all you've good. been warned. You're, you're going to New York. And you're getting. Uh, a ch- you turn your volume down. What the heck? No, you don't. He's, trying to, he's trying to defend Tick- himself from the yeah, push-ups. exactly no, no, the push-ups. No. You think no. you're slick? No. You ain't slick. Go, no. go to the video. Go no, ahead. No, it's yeah, about Keith Lee. It's happens. about Keith Lee. It's okay, but you can turn your volume down. I was turning down my case. TikTok. See, oh, I turned it down. TikTok has ideas. TikTok has ideas, bro. You're at twenty. TikTok has ideas, bro. But yeah, what I was saying is. So he recently, uh, Keith Lee recently went to New York and had a chopped cheese. Mm-hmm. It was a salmon chopped cheese. Mm-hmm. Now, if you were really into food, you would know that in New York, you are not supposed to get a salmon chopped cheese. Mm-hmm. And that's just a fact. So it's like small things like that. It's like, where is your credibility? But people suggested it to him. No, 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 no. He went to that location and they provided that to him. No, he said he actually nobody, made a video. Nobody, bro, made a video all the New York people saying all the New York people are saying he's why would he try a salmon chopped cheese? That is not a staple. That mm. is not something that they regularly have. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think that as a food specialist, a food critic, you should know when I'm entering New York, <coughs> a chopped cheese should should be like this, not a salmon. All of the all the people from New York are flaming him right now because mm-hmm. they're saying why would you go and try this? Mm-hmm. So to me. That just takes away a little bit of your credibility. I would never go to Jamaica and ask them for jerk fish. Or sushi. Well, sushi l- l- like jerk a, sushi. Like a shrimp patty? No, no. Not a shrimp patty because you're still asked for a patty. Mm. But I wouldn't go to Jamaica and ask for I'm jerk sushi. All right. So speaking of New York, we have a New Yorker here who is ready for the Keith Lee wrath. I'm okay. going to take over Manhattan. All right. All right? Emergency press conference. If the way that Keith Lee is eating his way through New York City right now is not stressing you out, then you're not paying attention. He is doing everything wrong, and I am his biggest fan. But I think he's used to touring like the Atlantas, Houston's. I think he's from Detroit, where you can just drive around and park and pick up food. He's driving around during rush hour, getting pizza, bringing it to his car. And like, I understand he has his family, so he can't just like around but that's no way to experience food let alone pizza in new york like of course he's going to be giving out threes and fours and fives or whatever that's when you think it couldn't get any worse it goes from disappointing to illegal when keith goes and gets a salmon chopped cheese one give us another shot let's do this the right way and number two that's probably not salmon emergency press <laughs> <laughs> that's probably not even <laughs> emergency press conference <laughs> keith lee is coming to new york and that's what i'm saying a real food critic would never go to new york and get a salmon, salmon. chopped cheese yeah that's foul Listen, that's automatically that's gonna be bad listen on, someone suggested it to him so he's like all right this was good let me try it simple and plain that's what happens. It's like you go to Philly and you don't try Philly cheesesteak. You try like some like tuna cheesesteak or something. Yeah, yeah. Let me ask y'all this. And, and the audience, so I want to get your opinion too. Keith Lee says he's coming to Toronto. Where are y'all pointing him? Damn. Johnny oh, Hamburgers? Ah, shout out Johnny Hamburgers. Yep. Keith Lee, if you come to Toronto, try Johnny Hamburgers, Victoria Park and Shepherd. Yeah. You know, 
classic burger joint from Toronto. Yeah, just a classic Toronto spot because we don't have our own food here. Mm-hmm. We don't have no food staples. Uh, what? Uh, what? Okay, name a food staple from Toronto. Body Ali's for pizza. Mena, mena Yo, send him to Osmos. <laughs> Bro, so he can so he can doodle himself. <laughs> Osmos is hilarious. <laughs> no, that was good. That, that was good. Imagine <laughs> gonna doodle himself for the next two weeks. No. I tried Osmos. I and I've been doing. I tried it. I got it. For the last three chicken, months, chicken, 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 chicken on the rocks. Send to Laziz, bro. Send to Laziz. I rather Laziz over Oswald's all day, man. Oh yeah, yeah. but Laziz that's what I'm saying. Better. Toronto doesn't really have, I think, signature spots unless it's like a a landmark location, like a Johnny Hamburgers, a T Bones. Yeah, um, bro. There's bare locations that you could go to. You can go to Islas. For uh, some Filipino it's food, last, yeah, I've heard of that. Uh, yeah, 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 it's yeah. fire. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But there's no, there's no like, like that. You know, we that don't have a Toronto, spot. like we don't have Canadian cuisine. We can have pancakes and waffles and maple syrup and shit. You can have a beaver tail. He's never had a beaver tail before. Bro, that's yeah, there's just a lot of sugar on sugar on sugar. There's a lot of brunch spots like uh, yeah, there's beer, there's beer, bro. Toronto has filled with food. You could have Chiang Mai. Get some Thai food here. Right. All right. So, so what are some Toronto staples that that you'd have to have? No, there's a Chiang Mai downtown Toronto. Okay, let me just look up my... Toronto staples? Mm-hmm. So Johnny Hamburgers. I'd say T-Bones. Okay. Would be another staple um, for the east for the east side. Um, Zets. Mm-hmm. Zets in, next Zets to in the west side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Zets is good. Zets is good. I'm just looking at my list of places. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You should tell them about your list, bro. That's very interesting. All right, so, you know, me as like a, as like a former hinge man, I used to... <laughs> As a former, former as a former mm-hmm. hinge man, you know, mm-hmm. I used to terrorize the hinges uh, back in the day. And uh, you know, when a girl asks you out, or when you ask a girl out, you don't want to seem indecisive. Mm-hmm. You gotta have like you gotta be quick, you gotta be prompt. So you gotta know the spots of where to go. Mm-hmm. So you scout the places, you look at their service, you look at their menu, the price. You know, what's the radius between you and maybe going back home? You gotta be you gotta be ready for these things, right? Depending mm-hmm. where you're taking down. So I organized a list, and uh, I have a I uh, list. a quick a quick eats spot. So like these are quick. These are just for me. So so for, so for the audience, this is a spreadsheet. Yeah, not, not a list. It's a spreadsheet of, of restaurants. Champion, right? Yeah, it's champion. There's like patios you can go to in the summer, right? There's like sit down slash group, which is lunch and dinner. There's Jeez. dinner. Then there's bars and lounges, right? And like, there's also coffee meetup spots. So this is a business meeting. Oh, what do you want to meet up? I already have an answer. Sassafras. Sassafras. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of hinge dates, I told you my sassafras story, right? No. So yeah, this yeah, girl, sassafras this, this one girl, oh, right? Sassafras story. Ooh. So I'm on, I'm on hinge and I'm talking, I match with this girl and uh, conversation is going well. I'm like, you know what? Chat is going really well. I think it's time to escalate this and actually go meet this up in person so i tell him hey let's actually get together for a uh let's go out so i'm thinking you know what uh money's kind of tight right now let's do a cafe i know a cafe which the ambiance is good the lighting the food the energy it doesn't seem like a regular coffee shop you can actually get like good drinks and some food so I'm like, hey, I know this place on front. It's called uh, O Pandor. Let's get in there. He's like, well, that sounds nice, but uh, I was thinking something else. I'm like, oh. He's like, yeah, you know, maybe I was just thinking like a little something, like a little sassafras. 
And I'm thinking, I see, oh, a little some little sassafras, right? I'm thinking she's calling me sassafras. I'm like, oh, I like you're calling me sassafras now. What is that? Are we are we on to nicknames? It's like no, silly, like sassafras. So I'm like sassafras. So I look it up on Google, right? I'm like, what the hell is a sassafras? I look it up. It's a freaking restaurant in Yorkville, bro. And I look, I'm like, you're, I just bro. First thing I see, Yorkville. I'm like, this girl is on one right now. I'm like, hey, maybe we, oh, Sassafras and restaurants. Like, oh, man, I was just thinking this cafe is really nice. She's like, no, I only do dinners for first dates. I'm like, I was, I was flabbergasted, bro. And I start telling her this uh, cafe is really nice. I start like trying to sell her the thing. She goes like, I'm not going to argue with you about this. And I'm like, I'm just like, I'm not arguing. He's like, look, I think you and I want two different things. I wish you all the best mm-hmm. in your search. You wanted had, love and she wanted money. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so you didn't really want the day. You just wanted me to finance your experience. Mm-hmm. Facts. And, and bro, yeah. and bro, we're at the restaurant. She might take pics of the, of the food. Mm-hmm. She doesn't even tag her sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> she, she just like acts as if no, she's no, no. there. Yeah. yeah she, she might play hangman with you. Yeah. You know? Like tag your sponsor, ladies. Tag your sponsor, bro. Show yeah. who brought you to this restaurant. I think... That's one thing we gotta leave behind. We gotta bro. leave in twenty. Tag your sponsor. Tag your sponsor. Tag your tag sponsor. Who brought dog. you to that date? First of Holy all, smokes, second man. of all, ladies, if you're leading with money, best believe you will only attract a certain type of guy. Used and abused, bro. And that's all I'm gonna say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 most definitely. Um, no, nah, that's hilarious. And is that the same person that we saw at, at the event? Yeah. So you had the Black Creators event. Yeah. And she was on a date Soulful with some bites. next, Shout some next Shirley. victim. Yeah, oh yeah, he was definitely a victim. He was definitely a victim. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we looked You're at him. You're a victim! <laughs> <laughs> You're a victim. You're a victim! Here we go, CSI. That's a fact. That's a fact. So I'm in the corner, I'm like, poor guy, man. He yeah, doesn't know what's yeah. poor guy. He's going yeah. to Sassafras tomorrow. Sassafras the next date, dude. <laughs> for real though mm-hmm. um although i don't think that he sh- deserves the food critic credentials the way you framed it on was amazing like um getting that perspective from a regular person i never really thought about it like that and how valuable that is and how much content i take in because it's coming from a a regular person space uh, like I, I love that part of it but Keith Lee, before you go to these places, do a little bit of research, find out what these places are really popular for and eat that and and try a couple of them and then give a review. Yeah, because if you, you, know if, you if you strike on like a business that's already struggling and then they give you crap, like not crappy food, but you caught them at an off day. Yeah, that's like career suicide. Yeah. Mm. Like a salmon chopped cheese is foul. Mm. That's not even like the guy said, that is probably not salmon. Mm. For yeah. real, it's probably trout. <laughs> yeah, it's probably trout. It's fake salmon. You know these sushi joints yeah. in Toronto? They give yeah, you fake bro. fish. Fake fish. fish. Yeah, fake crab is a fake big crab. one. Um, so to to wrap up the Keith Lee conversation, yep. you could go to um, Sugarcane. Sugarcane. Yeah, Sugarcane on Danforth. Um, that has some great um, Jamaican food. Mm. You know, you can get like a, um, a black and salmon. Yeah, I've had some good experiences where, there. Where on the Danforth? East or west? Um, I believe it's east. They, they, always, have, they yeah. always have food? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, they always have food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I never heard of that spot. Yeah, sugar cane is a good... We great, have that. For, for our fellas, that. sugar cane is a great date spot. Um, owned by three black women. 
Mm. Shout out Sugar Cane. Shout out Sugar Cane. All right, that's the next spot I'm going to. Mm-hmm. Sugar Cane. Ali, you, 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 always, you always know the good dessert spots, don't you? Dessert spots? Like for nah, dates, right? Nah, I don't know the d- dessert spots. Um, I just know a little, a little. So I have a short list. Let's see. You have like a like a Excel sheet. Exhaustive I, I, list. I have like my 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 top five. You have a note. Top you don't five have a list. Exactly. I have a note. You have a note. You pass in class. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I have yeah. like a whole booklet. Exactly. I so that's the difference. Yeah. So I have Islas is one of my go tos. I'm not, I'm just giving you all the gems tonight. Yo, y'all better like take two gems, bro. So Islas, sugar cane. <laughs> I'm, just I'm gonna get to it. Um, there's Bukan, which is a good one. Where's that? Um, same, same next to the uh, sugarcane actually. Danforth. Danforth. What type of food? Um, Haitian food. Haitian. Haitian people. food. Yeah, yeah, but good, good atmosphere in there. A lot Stop of black outside. art in there. Mm-hmm. Um, that's great. Seven West is a, is okay. Um, because it's open twenty four seven. Um, so you can out. Where that? That's a uh, Young and Bloor on Charles Street. That's okay. a great one. Okay. Um, so it's great after a club. You know, you're after a club, you're like, you want to get some food? Seven West. Highly suggest. Seven West. Okay. Mm-hmm. Got it. Bro, there's one joint. Uh, I went to the bar with uh, Quinn and them. Mm-hmm. What was this? It was all up in college. Mm. And it was like, uh, it was like a little bodega. You know, like one of those like places you just kind of open up the window mm-hmm. and then you order like right on the sidewalk. Yeah. They had the Best chicken ever, man. Mm. On college? Mm. On college. So we went to... Uh, is it George's Barbecue? That's not on college, but I'm it's on Dundas. Because we had gone to like like our boy's birthday party, and we're walking back. We're like, yo, I'm craving fried chicken, because I think we ate this guy's fried chicken mm-hmm. so many times. I was like, yo, fried chicken, fried chicken. We walked there. Man, these guys are serving fried chicken. So I'm like, rah, let's, let's indulge. Bro, the chicken was so succulent. It was so juicy. I mean, even just thinking about it right now, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm lost hungry. for words, bro. I'm but hungry. Now you saying that I'm texting uh, our guy from from the restaurant. I don't want to blow up his spot yet. Over there. Know? Over there. Yeah, yeah. Right. You're texting him right now. He's open still. Yeah, he opened late. You know. Yeah, don't blow it up yet, bro. They they they, they didn't do. They're mass. In, they're inconsistent. So, so you sent him. So, so we can't you, suggest you, them to our audience because they're inconsistent. You blessed him like a like a legit the the scoutest of the scoutest of Toronto, mm-hmm. and they didn't perform. Messed it up. Yeah, so to give you all context, yo, we were partying for a minute. Shout out to if y'all still rocking with us. Shout out to you, oh, man. Yeah, to we're, we're about to be t- two hours deep. Damn. Um, See, a recap needs a recap. It's a real, it's a, it's a real cap. Mm-hmm. It's a recap nightcap. Most definitely. So yeah, we we had um a food. We had two food, um you know bloggers come in. We had Eden and we had um Ryan, and for Ryan we had him eat a feast you know before he, famous, st- he started you know yeah. eat famous, you, gotta, you gotta eat so we we invited um a, a gentleman that owns a restaurant um to make some food for us and instead of him being there we ha- he showed us his uh i guess a, a second in command and she burnt up the food. Burn up chicken yeah it, it was, was still like good when, though it's like when isaac sent the second in command bro it was like a bad Look on him. Facts. Yeah. It's like when I sent him the videographer. Yeah. Yeah. Falling asleep, burning up a chicken. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Tragic. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was bad. And then after that, Ryan went to the, the spot at, because we suggested it to him. They got a second trial. Second try, which is rare. You know, I've never heard a restaurant get a second try off a of, off of mid-review. Because it was still good, though. It was still Although good, even was though it was burnt. Up, it was still it, good. It was still good, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very yeah. edible, you know? Yeah. So, That's unfortunate, bro. Yeah. He goes back, and the lady's rude to him. 
and she never knew that he had 400,000 followers. But hey, that's how it goes sometimes. Womp, 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 womp. So, you know, that's a lesson to always be on point. Facts. You know what I'm saying? But let's switch towards wrapping up, y'all. Yeah. Um, working towards wrapping up, what are your predictions for 2023? What are your predictions for 2024? Yo, I think uh, the signs are pretty clear. Yeah, there's this movie I watched called Let Leave the World Behind. Mm, okay. You've seen it on Netflix? Nah. Yeah, everyone's talking about that. Yeah, right bro, mm. but uh, not to be doom and gloom and shit on everyone's parade and kind of put an overcast on your year, but I think there's going to be some, some things shifting within society. Uh, new things of uh, like digital currency, uh, certain types of lockdowns I'm hearing are coming cyber attacks mm-hmm. climate change but there's a big event happening in september of 20 next year september 24th mm. that's all i'm gonna say and that event <coughs> is my birthday on september 29th i september hope to 29th see you all there on the 29th <laughs> as a bob it's my champagne birthday yo yes <laughs> so that's my that's my prediction bro i think there's like there's some uh underground workings happening that i think we all need to be prepared mm. so get your money up get your food up Get your stock up and legit get ready. Okay. Get ready. That's you know, it's actually good that we have this on camera because it's proof. It's proof. Mm. I'd be like, yo, I shit. am the Oracle, dead ass. Like, I actually had, we're sitting at Everyday Joy right now. Yeah. And I said, you were warned. Mm. Okay. All right. Got it. Let's it. For me, um, 2024, I completely. And truly and honestly see nothing but greatness. Like, the way 2023 went, if you told me that this is how life would be in 2020, I would tell you you're lying. Shut up. This is not real. Um, It's been such a great year, Um, especially with y'all. Like, the amount of work that we've been putting in to see you guys build something from the ground up. And for me to be a part of it in Uplift Studios, like, just absolutely amazing. So, um, and this is with the first year, you know what I'm saying? We're only just starting. Mm -hmm. So, for me, 2024, I see just greatness for us together as a team. I see greatness for us individually. Um, I think that we're going to really see our true potentials next year. And I think we're going to see the money that we want to see next year. Um, I think we're going to see the payoffs from the work that we put in this year uh, transfer into 2024. Um, I think 2024 is going to be a great year. Like I said, to kind of shit on um, Owen's negativity about <laughs> next year. My champagne birthday is next year. I'm 29 mm-hmm. on the 29th. So I just think it's just going to be a great overall year. Um, I think next year is going to be a one for the books. It's the Kobe year, y'all. So I think it's going to be one for the books. Yes. Kobe? Kobe year 2024. Oh, yeah. oh mm. I mean, Kobe is a singular number. Yeah, I mean, it's 2024 is the number. It's not 24. It's 24. Uh, Bro, we're born. I, we're like, think about it. We're from the 90s, so we ushered in a new era with the 2000s. So this year in history, it's gonna be 24. Yeah, this is the 94s year coming up, man. Yeah, turning 30 this year. Yeah, you guys are done. (laughs) You're done. You got to wrap it up. You know what I see in your future, Owen? What's up? Wives. Me? I see, I see, I see wifey, bro. 2024 being getting engaged. I see 
you meeting wifey. Just Owen, like Owen. That's what you see for Owen. Yeah, that's what you see for you, bro. You okay. know what I'm saying? Wife. Yeah. I do want to get wifey. married. Mm. I do want to have a, you know, you know, I'm a, I'm a structure guy. Yes, indeed. I want to have like a, a good woman. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, man. I know she's out there. For sure. She's coming to me. <laughs> <laughs> Most definitely, man. What about you, Alex Whitfield? In the business side, I see um, the creative business is taking off. Yeah. You know, um, I see that as the big thing. I see all the creators taking advantage next year and really going balls to the wall. Okay. Yeah, I see that being the big thing. So, like, um, merging with Shopify mm-hmm. and having, like, an ecosystem of, different jet revenue streams coming in as as a creative business is like the next step you know whether they have like a shopify store and an events business mm-hmm. like you know optimizing for different revenue generating um mo- motives you know that's kind of what i see for the creators in 2024 what about for you bro yeah how about for you personally for like me personally, personally or even you business wise but like more you centric i see all right so for the, for the business i see us cracking 10k next year let's get it you 10K know what I'm subs 10k subs well, next so year. what how many subs were you at the starting of this year uh, so it was uh like 600 or something like that no something it was like around like six to seven six yeah six yeah. like seven seven twenty ish okay. around there because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we had like that big kevin samuel spike mm-hmm. just tr- trickling through and then just kept piling up so mm-hmm. 400 subs to a thousand today mm-hmm. actually at the day of this recording this is the day we hit a thousand yeah 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 december 14th 2023 amazing mm-hmm. yeah 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 so tell um, you ten thousand eh? how about you personally though me personally yeah uh i see myself hmm if i say it, it spoils it so, you're not so, to so, say so, so, huh? You're not trying to say it. If, yeah, it? yeah. If I say it, it jinx it. So I don't, I don't want to say it out loud. But I'll tell, tell you off mic, right. so so I can uh, have it recorded, yeah. and then we can play it after. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I'll say, excuse me. I I see the company doing mid six figures next year. You know, I see that, Let's and I it. see. You know, um, a Toronto base, you know, for myself. Right now I'm in Oshawa. Mm-hmm. I see myself back in Toronto. Back in the dot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in the, by, by the your own chambers. The, exactly. By the end of the 2024. Nice. Yeah, I'll say that. that. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. That's big time. Everything positive that you guys said, mm-hmm. I hope that actually happens. The yeah. negative stuff, I'm sorry, Owen, but. Okay, man. Kick rocks. Someone, someone's <laughs> got to say it, but mm-hmm. I get it, bro. I get it. Uh, yeah, personally for me. I just want to take that next leap. Like, I, I think this year was, like, a big, like, uh, moment of growth in terms of, like, you know, prospecting, getting clients, and, like, legit, like, getting things rolling. This time last year, I was, like, we're planning this thing. It's, like, I knew, like, I could do this, mm-hmm. but just, like, actually putting it into action and making it happen consistently and seeing the, the joy and the client's faces, like, like a Chanelli, uh, Mortgage Mixologies, Basola, Sue, Joseph, uh, Athen, all these clients that... Bottom line, guys. Bottom line, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. Antonio, Luca, Mike, 
and the relationships that we develop from those from those actions that I took mm-hmm. to like pick up the phone and call when I didn't feel like calling, right? Mm-hmm. So I see my t- myself taking like a, another leap in terms of like, how can I be the best I can based on what I learned this year? Yeah. Like, how could I facilitate these conversations? How could I structure this better? How can I learn from this and how to close a deal better? How could I, uh, you know, work with a team better to really set them up for success? Mm-hmm. Like, how can I help you set up for success, bro? Mm-hmm. Right? For shoots and everything. How can I help Sesame for success? Uh, Ali, everything. Everything that's required from the team that helps the things materialize. How can I be a better person who's facilitating that so I make your jobs easier from bringing these conversations and then closing them and then servicing them and then, then they and actually the end result. End result. They yeah. leave a review. They actually, whoa, like, you know, like someone like Miriam, you know, she's like, wow, oh, and thank you so much for doing this. Now she's like calling me, texting, like, yo, I told my friends about it. I don't, you know, all my neighbors in Thornhill because they're seeing my IG, right? And someone like her, I was on her for eight months. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Now, mm-hmm. you know, I've earned her trust. So I think I'm proud of myself for having the quality of persistence and tenacity. And I've always known that about myself, that I can start from zero and like legit make something happen, right? So now that I know that about myself, it's more about like strategically compartmentalizing that energy for things that can actually yield more returns. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So because yeah. I always know I'm a hustler at heart and it doesn't feel like work for me. Like I just say, oh, it's routine email call do this do that do that you know so mm-hmm. uh, most importantly i'm just proud for taking a leap of faith and you know not working like you know it was like one year of like when i got laid off and now i'm like i'm like it's time to ask i'm like yo let's do this uplift studios thing so one year of just grinding it out and especially in this economy this market it's easy to cave in and be like during that time like ah fuck it Right, but it's so easy to quit, man. It's so easy, but it's so easy. I never felt like nothing was gonna happen. Like I always knew. I always knew. I was like, "Yo, I am, I'm cut for this." I'm, you know, you know, you you're about this life. Mm-hmm. I knew I was about that life, and the results showed. Right, Facts. so I'm extremely proud of uh, of my my fortitude, my my mental my mental fortitude more than anything, and to just like taking something from zero, betting on myself and getting the resource that's needed to like really lift, uplift forward, you know, and really just like every single day, bro, every single day, like, bro, I cut out like no, no, no social gatherings, no, no things, no nothing like that. It's just been like locked in, you know? So yeah, man, you know, I used to dream of days like these moments like this. I remember back in high school, St. Chris, I'm like, man, I used to live in Toronto, work in a business, make cool shit happen. And it's just like I'm living that reality. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's been, uh, it's, it's been a treat, bro. It's been a treat. Right. So now that, I, now that I've gained that skill in 29, bro, and you know you're what you're capable of, like now 2024 is like, yo, you know, gas pedal, bro. In the next ten years, man, <clears throat> it's, it's a wrap, bro. Is exactly when you know you can, you know you can sell. Mm-hmm. Nothing can stop you, bro. Mm-hmm. 
imagine that like someone is sending you five thousand dollars and you've never met them just off a freaking call bro (laughs) trust me even chanelli bro i called chanelli book a meeting we go to his office he's like yeah i'm down Let's make it happen. And we've shot how many episodes with Chanelli 50 now? Freaking six 56 episodes. 56 episodes, 56, man. yeah. Spent so. the whole year with the dude. Mm-hmm. Shout out to y'all, man. Shout out to you, bro. Like, shout out to the work that you guys put in this year. It's been amazing to be a part of. You guys are inspiring to me. I, I push this thing every single day. I talk to people about this every single day. And you guys are the people that are actually doing it. So to be a part of it and to be involved in it, it's it's so important for me and my success and my trajectory in my life because I get to be around the people that I want everybody to be like. So shout out to y'all, man. You guys killed this year. I think we all killed it this year. Murder to excellence. We we, were, we killed it this year. So next year it's it's over. Right, next year it's it's legit levels. Yeah. And then we have the next ten years in front of us. When we're forty, we gotta be looking back at this like, yo, remember when we did this? <laughs> bro, like tough. 2024 is like, yo, like you're actually a leaguer now, bro. We're there. You're a league, like, bro. It's like league, like 30 is like league shit. Mm-hmm. Facts. Like you, like you're, you're competing. Mm-hmm. You're trying to win a chip, bro. Like you're competing, competing. You're talking to the mic, talking to the mic. Yeah, you're competing, competing. So 2024, like to wrap it up, I'm on smoke. I'm on mm-hmm. freaking smoke, bro. Let's get it. Yeah, let's get it. That being said, that's what you can't control. So control your grind. I control your life. I'm Alex. I'm Oino Sinde. And I'm Isaac. Ajax, baby. See you next week, y'all. Peace. Happy New Year, everybody.